When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the three-liter Isuzu. Is going on a Sunday afternoon. Hello, everyone. Welcome along to Crunch Time, SEN 1170, Sydney, 1620 on the Goldie and those tuning in via SENQ and the SEN app. Our show, thanks to the great people at Isuzu, the DMAX, born to live. Hey, no JA today. No JA, not John Alexander, Julisa Apps. She's on mm. special assignment. So you've got me, JK, Julian King, alongside the usual Motley crew, James Magnuson. You've been practicing that name. Give us the Alan Jones version. James, Come on. Well, we've got James Magnusson. <laughs> he's a wonderful swimmer. He's a wonderful man. <laughs> and Steve O'Keefe, the open line number if you want to have a chat, join in on the conversation. 1300 01 The text line 0457. 736, 736. Got some good guests today. Dejan Assi from the Warriors is going to join us. He was good last night. He's been, it's like he's been in the Warriors for years. Only just joined them last week. Scotty Drinkwater making that number one jersey his own for the Cows. And look, if you've tipped six from six so far, you clearly know nothing about rugby league. <laughs> yeah. uh, upsets galore this round. I think the game's going okay. Um, one I think no one picked was the Dogs accounting for the Rooters. Uh, the Missile is a very happy man today, James Mag. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm walking on clouds this morning. Um, this is the first show I've done all year. Missed round one when they beat the Cowboys. This is the first show I've done coming off the back of a win. So it feels like I'm a new man. I've got yeah. something to talk about, something to boast about. Your aura looks a lot cleaner yeah. today. Yeah, we didn't want to yeah. say anything, but yeah. Do you think yeah. you're going to get any highlights, though? Uh, oh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I've been stitched up a few weeks in a row, so let's hope we can get some Bulldogs highlights. No one would know the words. They didn't know the words to the team. So. How can they call the berries? The berries bag. He's already commissioned Gus to speak at his funeral. Gus the Redeemer. Yeah, and look, we're delighted. This man is delighted at the section, the section selection of uh, SOC 2.0, Matty Kuhneman in the Australian A squad. Mm. Left arm tweaker. And Did of course, he? in the Steve O'Keefe Cup, the bunnies knocked off. Manly side in Gosford. Hello, Sock. Yeah, that was a uh, good performance from the Bunnies, wasn't it? Thoughts on the uh, the send off? Off. Yeah, off. Yeah. If that's you know, there's been so much debate about oh, you know, should that have been a sin bin or a send off? I thought that was unequivocal. If if that's not a send off, what is? Yeah. Know, yeah, it was the way he finished off with the tackle as well, right? He got the lift. He committed to the lift by <laughs> driving through his feet off the ground. And he didn't let him go. Uh, he didn't let him go. And this is what stuns me. They go, oh, but he wasn't hurt, therefore it's okay. That's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Because the yeah. next bloke could end up with a wheelchair. Right? Yeah, it's lucky it was Cameron tackle. Murray, wasn't it? Because if you'd had anyone less agile, yeah. his head would have been buried three feet under. Uh, and it looked pretty ugly. I haven't seen a tackle like that seriously since the 80s. 
And yeah. It wasn't even cool back then. It was a bit of a renaissance. <laughs> it's funny, they had uh, Trevor Gilmeister on uh, the Matty John yeah, show. Yeah, he did. And he was talking about tackling technique on the on the Thursday. Mm. And that was a bit of a textbook, Gilmeister, the way he got under him and lifted him. But Gilmeister, of course, didn't used to carry on with it like that. Like the, <laughs> yeah. And they kept saying, you know, it's an accident by Lawton. You know, it's out of character. Sure, out of character. But accident, once you carry on with the tackle past that point where he goes horizontal, yeah. I, I don't know if you can accidentally drive yeah. someone through Sorry the core of the earth. Sorry about your C5 <laughs> just being snapped in half yeah. and eating out of a tube for yeah, the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah. Did you ever watch that show, <laughs> the, West, the West Wing? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Ago, and there's High this scene where it was very well written. And, <laughs> and Rob Lowe, he says to his, his boss, because I've got something to tell you. Here's what happened. I accidentally slept with a prostitute last night. <laughs> you accidentally slept with, did you trip and fall into her? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, just, just going back to that tackle, I mean, in the, I don't know if you saw what Dez and DCE had to say afterwards, but they didn't argue the point. No. Nah. They said yeah. it was bad. DCE said, well, look. The refs have tried to make the game safer. It's their call. We're okay with that. He's a shattered man. He didn't mean to do it. And they don't mean to do that. Mm. But you take your medicine. Yeah. I thought that was good from Des and Cherry. Like, they could have argued it. And, you know, Des likes that siege mentality and everyone's against us. But they kind of just copped it on the chin and moved on with it, which was good because it kind of gave the game its just deserves. They didn't use that as the excuse for for getting um, pumped by South, which which they did. But for Manly, I'm I'm... Still not sold on them. Like they, they haven't been a good team all season. Haven't beaten a good team all season. Nor did they beat a team above them on the ladder all all year last season. So, I'm just not convinced that they're a premiership threat again this year. Question marks. Well, I mean, I thought they did well with 12 players, but then yeah. again, you know, they did lose. But the Roosters had 14 players on the weekend <laughs> against the doggies, including the referee, and still managed to get. Get beaten. Why don't we let you lead? Yeah. Lead here. How long we Missile. got again? Is this a Bulldogs v <laughs> Roosters? show, is yeah. it? Uh, 16 points to 12. Canterbury over the tricolours. I don't think anybody saw this colour uh, coming. There was so much talk in the media and the build-up about how Gus had taken the reins at training. and uh, <laughs> you know, Trent had given the clipboard. He gave him the rev up. Uh, there's talk about you know, who's really coaching the team. But I'll tell you what, you'll take that result. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Trent spoke about it. Trent spoke about it really well. Um in the post-game press conference, uh, he said he's not too proud to ask for help and he needed help because mm. things weren't working. And I love that from a coach. Like if you've got someone as experienced as Gus floating around the corridors at Belmore, mm. why not draw on a little bit of experience? Now, it's being reported that Gus ran the whole session. He had the whistle in his mouth and he was telling everyone <laughs> where to go. Surely there's a bit of mayo on that story, especially when it's coming from the, the Fox League stables of Paul Kent and Buzz Rothfield, you know, who, who've, got it, who've got it in for Gus anyway. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the result. Look, at, was it their best game? I, I don't think they're playing anywhere near their potential still, Canterbury. I think Matt Burton's still got a lot of improvement um, to come. And the exciting thing for me, so the Bulldogs go... Raiders, Newcastle, Tigers, and St. George. So they're finally playing some teams run. around them on the ladder. Mm. So there's no, no reason they can't string a few wins together now. Anyway, we'll, we'll dig into that a bit more deeply after the first break because we need to have more time to celebrate the dogs. <laughs> yeah. it, it is a good run, but you know, I did say off the top, James, that you'll commission Gus Gould to speak at your funeral. Now, <laughs> I, I had the good fortune... <laughs> To, to work with Gus a little bit. And, and I can tell you, even if I don't disagree with him, and I, I vehemently disagreed with his assessment of that tackle um, on on Friday night, but when he starts talking rugby league, 
he just sucks you into his orbit. He's the most compelling bloke heard I've ever heard speak about the game. It's phenomenal. You go, all right, is that yeah, interesting. He's just a brilliant storyteller. Yeah, a right. brilliant story and an amazing rugby league intellect. Yeah, I think it's a couple of times he's stepped in this season and taken a lot of pressure off Baz. So if the Bulldogs lose on, uh, against the Roosters the other night, the focus, you know, is is dispersed a little bit from having a full-on blowtorch on Baz and, and, and his results because Gus has been in, involved during the week. He did it earlier in the season with Flanagan mm. and said, I'm the one that's kept Flanagan out of the team and I think it's his time to play now. So I think he's just stepping in when he sees necessary, take a bit of pressure off Baz, take a bit of pressure off the team, and he's happy to cop that heat during the week rather than the players or the coach. Oh four five seven. 736-736, the text line number. We've got the Knights and the Storm coming up at two, and the 405, the Dragons and the Tigers, of course, both of those sides. Uh, two from two in their last two games. Uh, as we go around the grounds, an update from the New South Wales Cup. Mounties 12, Mounties 12, leading Newcastle 10. Now, I need your opinion very quickly on an issue, and given that you're a former Australian cricketer, you know all too well about, and that's sledging. So, mm. so my young son played his first game of under-sevens soccer last week. They got thumped 10-0. The team they're playing, to be fair, were very, very good. I wonder these Obviously. little snot-nosed bastards. <laughs> so, you guys suck. You guys, and they just hammered out, too. So my son gave it. Like, I, I didn't know. I kid you not. I didn't know until afterwards. But, but did, you mean, let it, did you let him know he was a snot-nosed bastard from the sideline? Well, you know, it's one of those things. Of a soccer where, game when you know, you're down 10-0, mm, it's time to, yeah. You know what? It is one of those things where somebody says something, you think of the perfect comeback, but about five minutes too yeah. late. Yeah. I actually didn't know. <laughs> I actually didn't know until I did come back to the But, you know, do you, Seven. Do you, yeah, they're seven. seven. What was his chat like? What, what was he throwing out as a seven-year-old? Just you guys suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he was crying the, the, after the, the, the verbal you gave him. No, all right, well, let's hear. Well, what was, this, I was, what was like the quality Will of the kicking and screaming, right? Yeah. So the minute that I just got to shove a kid, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, a lot of you suck and you're rubbish. And my son didn't take too kindly to mm. it. And he called him some. He called him a noob. Now, for those who don't know, if you're into your game, New- newbie. Yeah, something like that. It's, yeah, is, new, noobies. You're a newbie. Is in your uh, you're your well out of your depth, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. Which is that's that's kind of a classy insult, just saying you don't belong out here. Essentially, especially when you're down ten nil. Right? <laughs> 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 My son's got a big set of kahunas. <laughs> but you know, do do I say something? Do I say to my son, look, if they give it to you, give it back? Would you say, let it go? It's okay. Be the bigger man. I think there's, we always had two schools of thought with sledging in cricket is that you, you do whatever you think is going to get your game better. So for some people, that might be to pick a fight. Mm. So as in, some people will need that contest. Uh, Davey uh, Warner be an example of that. It, yeah, yeah. Davey mm. Warner would be the guy that will just pick random fights even on his own team. So he was like a bit of a loose – his nickname was Cannon because he was a loose cannon because that spray <laughs> would go everywhere. It would go, go to your team as well as the opposition. So whether it affects your performance, um, I'd say no. Just, just, just stick to your guns. But if you feel like you need that little uh, rev up, uh, i.e. a few more newbie sledges, then go for your life. Where do you but fall it's hard when you're 10. on that scale? I, I was the biggest pest of all time. So uh, I basically had no skill at all. But one thing that I'd do is I'd do my research on you 
to I'll research your first schoolmates back in kindergarten <laughs> and just see if For I can MO. get you, see if you've done a wee in the class or yeah, you, you yeah, picked yeah. your nose and being yeah. caught and I'd use that. Yeah. So people say that sledging shouldn't be personal. All I did was ever try and make it as personal as possible. <laughs> I'll, yeah, interview no. you. I'll interview your mother-in-law <laughs> who you hadn't spoken to in 15 years just to try and get <laughs> some dirt on you. Wouldn't have an extent. Never go to an optional training session. No, I can't go coach because I'm just collating I'm oh, yeah. I'm doing my I've research. The, yeah, I'll talking to their second grade teachers. <laughs> yeah, burnt, burnt those books at home a long time ago. I wonder why not well liked. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, don't look at me like that. Well, don't join the club. That's, this is fascinating. <laughs> All right, that's good to right, know. Did that help, that help you out with not your remotely. son or not? I'm just no. telling him he can, he can um, headbutt the line, <laughs> yeah. as the goat would say. Yeah. He can headbutt the that line. That doesn't work sandpaper. That's all I've got. <laughs> I reckon. Well, on a size four soccer ball. <laughs> yeah. I reckon, I'm gonna gonna be a into I reckon <laughs> give him uh, Steve's number mm. and get Steve to feed him a few lines. Yeah, um, under, that you can yeah, use yeah, throughout, throughout the season. Best we should sledges. get you to record an inspirational video. Yeah, okay, the to the team. Bears, yeah. G'day, guys. Steve O'Keefe here. Just want to let you know that if somebody gives you lip on the field, yeah, here's um, your go-to get line. your dads get to do the research on the on their yeah, mothers, code, mothers-in-laws. Yeah. Do yeah. what it takes, yeah. 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 Okay. We've got a long way to go from 10 nil down, though. Hey, know. text us <laughs> in as well because, listen, our texter of the day will win a Signet Boost Power Bank. How good is that? Valued at fifty nine ninety five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7-0457-736-736. We are underway on a Sunday afternoon with crunch time. Steve O'Keefe, James Magnusson. I'm Julian <laughs> Kent, thanks to the Isuzu you D-Max. You can't say it right. No, right. <laughs> and back with more. They're going to go to the right side. Suddenly it's a four on three. And it's in the set for guess who? He is away. The fastest man on Come up with some plays at odds to that. Last tackle. Kiri's looking for Suwale. He's gathered it in. Uh, Woodell also straight through to Desco. Marshall King, right side. Dufty over the top. Roosters 20 from the line. Kiri. And again with Walker and Brighton offloading. Again, there was a cry forward. Again, there's a cry forward. Walker puts a kick over the top. Hockenball's knocked it forward. Tupanua's come up with the ball. Three and a half to go. They have the whole set to work. Kiri, Walker, then on for Manu. He's back in town. Oh, he's done. got the pass away. And Suwale scores to the corner. Joseph Suwale's right boot. With the contact of Burton, there's the boat, there's the boat, it's up the line! Is it touching the post? I don't know! Who drives it hard, it's hard, it's hard! And Suwale, who doesn't juggle, it passes for Tedesco! Another tackle bust, Bulldogs coming everywhere! And the Bulldogs fans erupt! What an eventful week! What an end to an amazing week for the Bulldogs. Ah, <laughs> oh, the doggies. Ah, oh, the berries. The missile's a happy man. Uh, 16 points to 12 at a cool stadium last night. Three tries apiece in the end. Uh, Josh Adokar, a first-half double. Nice to see him smiling. He's got the best, best smile in the business. Uh, Matt Burton. 
wasn't he great? And people are waiting for him to explode, James. He came up with that monster 40-20 uh, oh, probably yeah. midway through the second half. It would have gone 65 metres, I reckon. That... Yeah, I reckon he's got one of the best boots in the NRL. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. Going and watching a few games live, some of those floating bombs he puts up, they go out of picture on the TV. I'm telling you, they go higher than the stadium. Um, when you're there live, it's insane. Fullback's nightmare. <laughs> when you have the camera that loses it, you know, in the cricket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it goes yeah, up yeah, and yeah, they, they streak the wrong yeah. way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was huge because that led to a, a dog's try. And then on top of that, you remember you denied Sawali that try in the corner in the final 90 seconds. Big play. Yeah, that Big was play. huge. And then Manu, Manu got lippy and ripped into to Aaron Shoot. which is crow. But kind of a little, it's it's a little out of character for Manu. Like he's yeah. usually pretty quiet and humble. I'm a big Manu fan actually. But yeah. as one of our uh, our texters have just said, Manu gained a lot of fans last year when he was done in by Latrell. I'd say he lost a few last night. Fair dinkum, carrying on like that against the team coming last. Daniel from New Zealand. It was frustration. And, and you can see yeah. that it's, it's not clicking there at Bondi at the moment. And Joey Manu, who's probably the premier centre in the game, last night, five runs for 39 metres. Yeah, fairly touched yeah. the ball. And yeah. two, or the, two or three would have been in the last five minutes. You've got to give some props to Aaron Shoup there. So he did a great job shutting He's down Manu good. last night, which is why Manu got a bit lippy with him at the end. But last week he shut down Kasoni Staggs as well. So He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. good player. And, and started the year in reserve grade. So um, fell out of favour a little bit in the off-season, obviously. But for mine, he, he cements his spot for the rest of the year now at centre for the Dogs. Well, Brent Naden didn't play last night. He's had a baby, Brent Naden. Oh, so wow. that's why he didn't play. But on, on the Roosters, I mean, two of their three tries, you know, questionable. Crichton knocked the ball on before Tedesco yeah, scored. But yeah, that absolutely. one, Kiri passed. Everybody, I, I missed it, but I was following it on Twitter. Everyone said that was a mile forward. That yeah, pass, yeah, a mile yeah. before yeah. Tupanua scored late in the second half. So. We had the yeah. Kiri one you had the, with a couple of minutes to go, and I was financially invested in this game for the Doggies to win. Mm. The Tedesco, <laughs> so I could be wrong, could be now, by. Can you expand on that? The, the financially invested. <laughs> yes. uh, I had Addo Carter score a try and the Doggies to win, paying 10 bucks. Beautiful. And I player. had uh, Canterbury to score more than two and a half tries and yes. be ahead at half time. Uh-huh. So I cashed out on both. I lost it all on the trots and the dogs later on, but I did enjoy <laughs> I lost the win. But what, what were There's your thoughts? Pattern. I see your pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gam- gambling anonymous. Um, what was your thought on some of the refereeing calls? Oh. Um, I, I felt like Burton was obstructed in that in the in the lead up to that last try yeah. in the corner, and, yeah. and just before that, the forward pass, and then you contribute the knock on. You know, we talk about these favourable teams, top teams, getting favourable decisions, and I was ropeable. Like, yeah. You know, and you could see the frustration on on Barrett. He, yeah. I mean, that's the... It, it just had that real here-we-go-again feeling. Oh, you didn't know? it? It, it really did. Um, and it's it's interesting for you, for you Sock, right, because you probably don't watch the Bulldogs too closely, but once you've got something riding on it, oh, you yeah. kind of oh, highlights it a bit. And, and I've done it a few times over the season as well, where you bet on the underdog and then you, it's not until you're invested and you're watching the underdog closely that you realize how much goes against those lower yeah, teams. Yeah. And it, it, it really does. And I know people have come out and said, you can't question the integrity of the referees. That's, that's certainly not what I'm doing. What it is, is it's an unconscious bias, uh, a subconscious bias to the, the better teams are going to win. And therefore, well, the, the decisions seem to go against the, they called, the, the bottom dwellers. They called an early Kiri pass. Like, their synergy of their six or seven, they are like two boats passing in the night. They're, they're just not Shocking. talking. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's horrible. But they called an earlier pass, which was forward down, pretty much identical. 
Cleary sort of getting square on, lobbing the ball forward, and the ref had the, the courage to call it, which is line ball, but it you know it did go forward. But then yeah. it was almost identical with the try and the scorner on the on the left edge. It, I mean that was almost identical. And if you're going to stay consistent, you know you can't just let that go and the Tedesco one go. Yeah, the one, uh, and the, then the obstruction. The one for me was the obstruction, right? So this is yeah, this this is the try to decide the game. There's a clear <laughs> obstruction, and you hear you hear the video ref just go obstruction cleared. And it just had that yeah. feeling yeah. of, like, my stomach dropped. I was like, all right, this is another controversial loss for the Bulldogs. Yeah, we won't talk about it too much because everyone expected the Roosters to win. Thank God they took uh, Suwali's foot into touch before he grounded the ball because otherwise they were going to find a there reason to give that in try. Belmore, I can tell you. Well, yeah. you, you mentioned there, <laughs> Suwali. It's interesting how they – it's a strange case there, Suwali – they bent over backwards to change the rules to usher him into first grade. Everybody's saying, well, what's the rush? Yeah. Because right, Robbo has sort of, he, he's played it sensibly in terms of introducing him to the top grade. But yeah. oh, I thought he was good last week, but you know, I'm not sure why they did that. Speaking of Suwali, uh, let's have a listen to that tackle with two to go. No, we don't. No, okay, I can, I can commentate it for you. <laughs> yeah, okay, go. <laughs> Swally in possession. Swally into the corner. It's happening again. <laughs> no, no, that the was, my, that was my fault, Patty. Sorry, mate. Yes, anyway. We'll get, we'll get to that. 0457-736-736. Tim, the tool man. He says, hey, boys, big congrats to Kyle Flanagan. His defence last night was outstanding. Go the mighty dogs. Yeah, Kyle, 20 tackles, zero misses. I kept a little eye on that. I think he's slowly working his way back to, to where he was, it's just getting that confidence. And because he didn't play any preseason games, no no footy last year, mm. it's going to take him a while. But, geez, I'm glad they, they got him back there. He was interviewed at the end of the game, and you could just see that he's, a, I think, a changed man over six to 12 months. Like, he's yeah. obviously gone away, worked a bit on his mental health. And he came out and said, you know, this is probably the chat that we needed. We know we're all doing it for the right reasons and pushing in the right direction. Yeah. And, look, he said that the wind speaks louder than anyone's words. So... Um, you know, I was I was impressed, and I think when you look at the table now, every team in the competition now has two two wins. Two wins. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that's the way the comp should be. You know, yeah. you rock you rock up to these games like last year, and you go, well, that's just the that's that's a write off, and now you're seeing these yeah. contests. Yeah. Um, that are going the full eighty, which is yeah, as a fan, it's great to see. Unfairly maligned, Kyle. I, I couldn't understand this discussion about you know. Remember he made his first start of the year against the Panthers. Mm. So you're throwing him to the wolves. Mm. If you're a cricketer, and you, even if you feel underdone, if you get picked, I mean, this is what you play for. Yeah. Are you, you going to say no to that opportunity? Oh, no, no, or will you yeah. say, I can't wait. I'm going to play in India. There's that, this yeah. is this is the ultimate challenge. Bring yeah. it on. There's, I think some people have got this idea of rugby league being a finishing school, as in, you know, you come in and you, or you can learn your craft. Well, it's not. You're at the pinnacle of basically what you're doing and you need to be ready to go. Um, you know, watching him come in, you need to be – if they're not picking him to go, we'll see how he's in five weeks' time. Some teams have the luxury of that. I think the Cowboys and some of their combinations have taken a couple of weeks to sort of form and develop. Yeah. Uh, but they're doing it while they're winning. Now, you yep. can have Flanagan come yeah. in for five weeks and not lose and say we're waiting for that to click. Well, you just don't have that sort of time. And I think the Roosters are looking at that at the moment with their halves, you know, the sixes and sevens. How long are they going to persist with – these two, you know, Robinson's come out in the past and said, you know, this we're, we're trying to produce a number seven that the game's going to appreciate and like. Kiri's coming back from injury. He's going to take time. But if you've got two question marks over the middle of the field there, 
you're relying on Tedesco. You're relying on Manu. Tedesco, what was Tedesco's numbers last night? He uh, ran for about I think it was 300 uh, metres three and a half Ks. Yeah. He, two, made, he made 298 five, metres, 11 tackle busts. Yeah, yeah and, and, right, and yeah. a meat pie as well. To what be about a, two weeks ago, oh, Teddy's finished, mate. He's yeah. not been out there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That must have been RL360, was it, Buzz? Probably. You're quick to pin him, aren't they? Never ride up a champion. Opal 5-7-736-736. You mentioned there the halves pairing. Robbo said afterwards, I haven't found the key. To put them together, he's talking about Walker yeah. and Kiri have to find a way. Mm. Uh, that's the coach's role. That's the life of a footy season and the life of a coach. But he did say, look, it's happened a few times in my career. Ups and downs, 2018, 2014. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's it's Robbo. Yeah, he's done. so, And I think that he's got that security in tenure. What they signed him to 28. So now he's got this broader-looking approach. And we're going to build these players up in blocks and we're going to get him better at this. And Walker's going to get better at his kicking game. But... Think question marks for me are like when Walker's kicking and he's missing the post by not another set of posts, takes the first conversion and then yeah. bend off. Uh, and I think it was Kieran. Did Kieran take the next two? And yeah. whoever, sorry, I apologise. But, but he yeah. missed them by another full yeah, set. Yeah. And it, it kind of is a difference. And I'm like, well, if you're backing him, then keep backing him. Um, but I'm starting to see a few chinks in the armour. And how long will they go before they start getting dusted by the you know teams like the the, the Dragons and the Doggies? We mentioned Tedesco. Matt Dufty, I thought, was good last night. Mm. James, he had, what, 129 metres, a, a try assist and a line break assist, five tackle busts. Yeah, I think they really got value out of their signings last night, right? They made big signings in the off-season. And if you look at their best players last night, Addo Carr, Dufty, Burton, Pengai Jr. and Vaughan. That's their, their big five signings yep. in the off-season. So starting to click for, for Canterbury. And like I said, four easier games compared to what they've had coming up. Um, and the way the competition is, it's so close. They're two wins outside the top eight. I love Pengai Jr. Just like yeah, I know yeah. that he at times can he uh, push and walk her over in the half, you know, at, at nine and you know giving away schoolboy parent explosion. But yeah. I kind of like these guys that teeter on that line of, you know, oh, of yeah. being an absolute nutcase, yeah. but then producing great moments, not afraid to get in their in opposition's faces, which he did. You could tell him and Victor Radley still had some unfinished business yeah, and were going at it. But that's yeah. what the dogs have missed. Yeah. Blokes are willing to get in their face. And two individual um, bits of brilliance from Addo Carr. You know, you underestimate, you know, that short side, skinny side try that he scored. You know, the young yeah. winger's not, 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 not having the courage to go down that side. And yeah. then the intercept again, that could have easily gone four points the other way to back himself and score. So... Yeah, yeah, anyway. Well, the key for the dogs is that they got to back it up, as the Tigers did a couple of weeks ago. 0457 736 736. Uh, Bondi Jack, good afternoon to you. Uh, just love Rubbo's 10-minute presser. Absolute sugarcoat ramble. <laughs> he's fired up. He's a mad Rudis fan too. I'm with him, yeah. He says, promises improvement week on week. Does it admit they're a total embarrassment to our choice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll swap your success over the past decade for the Dragons in a heartbeat. Won't admit they went backwards since Anzac Day. Takes no personal responsibility and says there's plenty of desire exclusively crab-wise for 45 <laughs> minutes yet again. Is that crab? What do you mean by like, moving I think he's sideways? Ball yeah, movement side to side. Oh, of, right. Okay. You, you yeah. know what I think is a problem sometimes? It's identifying who the ball ball player is in any given set. Because mm. you've got Radley who plays almost like another half. Mm. You've got Walker that demands a lot of ball. You've got Kiri that demands a lot of ball. Tedesco was their go-to ball player last season, and he's mm. still there. Then you've got Joey Manu, who's essentially another fullback or half. And you've got Suali on the wing, who's another fullback. You've got a team just chockers with ball players. And sometimes it looks like they all want to throw the pass yeah. and let it, instead of anyone digging into the line. Yep. 
I reckon if Radley had to put the head down and dug into the line a Played few a more times yeah. last night, it, right it would have edge. been a big difference. Yeah. Crab boys. It's the joke about the drunk crab that walks forwards. Forwards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those texts coming in 0457-736-736. A lot of happy Bulldogs fans and certainly a happy Bulldogs crew in the sheds last night as we go to the break. Let's hear their celebrations. because Parramatta have a partnership with NT Tourism. That dropped off quickly there, Patty. And uh, <laughs> so, they, you know what? Well, we've got a great plan. We take one game a year to the tropics in Darwin. Let's play the team that's most accustomed <laughs> yes. to those conditions in the Cowboys. Yeah, and they got pumped 35 points to four. And the thing about the Cows, I mean, nobody had them this year. Nobody had them figuring in the conversation. I, I had them in my bottom three, I have to say. And they've been the surprise packet of the season to date. You know, we wondered still how good they were because none of their previous four wins were against, I guess, premiership contenders. Mm. They're touched up by the Roosters, as you know. But now, I mean, after tonight, they're firmly entrenched in that top four. Yeah, they certainly play well up north. Uh, I was surprised that that was an Eels home game. And I think Scotty Drinkwater even said at the end, he goes, I think we had, or as Kyle Felt said, we have more Cowboys jerseys yeah, in, in, the, in the crowd. But yeah. I, I was a dominating performance. And I think what it said, I mean, obviously they put 35 points on, which was impressive. But I think their first 20 minutes set the tone for the match. They didn't let any uh, points in. I think the, the Eels had 24 tackles inside their 20. Um, Moses come out in the end and said, you know, we, we missed some opportunities and that's that's been the reason why they've lost a few games. But honestly, I think you could just tell, you've got this sense about a team that's getting some momentum and you can sense it. Every time they made a good tackle, forced an error, they were all getting around each other. They're defending their line like a championship team. And Todd Payton, in his pressure as well at the end, 
said, look, we've been trialling some combinations to get it right. And he said now that from the back end of last season to now, because he got criticised with the Tamalalo 10 off yep. and playing yep. for all that sort of time. But now it's starting to bear fruit and he's looking a bit like a, you know, a, a, a prophet of the game. So very happy for the Cowboys. And again, another good story for the for the competition. You know when I reckon they looked to their best was when the Hemmer came on towards the end and was playing at centre and you had drink water and the Hemmer going at the same time. Yeah. Hemmer side. Great that, that's the And we'll catch up with Scott Drinkwater in the last hour of the program today. As yeah, well. he's been a revelation at fullback. Yeah. Like I would not move him even though the Hemmer's come back now. I'd put him at centre. I think that looks like a great looking back line with, with both of those guys in it. He's a smart operator, Todd Payton. You know he's not a he's not a big notary. He's you know he's softly spoken kind of guy, mm. and you get lost in his eyes, Toddy Payton. But you know that's <laughs> just like a villain off a, some does. sort of Marvel yeah, movie. He does, does he'd be he? the evil guy with those eyebrows and the blue eyes. <laughs> what we it. should do is get Todd get Payton on one of those old like sort of conscription posters. You know, Uncle <laughs> yeah. Sam or Lord Kitchener. Well, we we right? want you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter where you stand in the room. He's still looking at you. Yeah. you know, so people, <laughs> and then you, every time you mention that. Nobody takes a word for it, so that for word for it, so they start running around the room. Yeah, the and like, it does. You know what? You're right. It's like the Mona Lisa. It yeah, like, just follows you. It's yeah. kind of like Chris Warren on the wall today, looking at us in Chris, the studio. Yeah. Chrissy's over my shoulder. He's happy, <laughs> smug, or he looks like he's going to the loo there. I can't wait. Uh, he'll be tuned in. Good afternoon to you, Chris, and indeed <laughs> the entire Warren family. But you talked about the sock that defence. I mean, that first probably half hour of the game. Mm. The Eels were peppering and peppering and peppering yeah. their line. And, and you've got to take your hat off to Peyton, what they've done in the off-season. This was a team, North Queensland, they were ranked last for points conceded last year. They conceded 31 a game. Yep. 31 a game. And now they sit behind only the Panthers without the ball. That's amazing, isn't yeah. it? And the Panthers, I think, are averaging what? 12, well, now they get six put on them, so that'll come down. So they're averaging like 11. You know, you imagine that too, you know, if you can defend well. And that's where they won, right? They're, I think these these flags are won when you can defend. And you in cricket analogy, we talk about the same thing that the the batters they'll get the sponsorships and the memberships, the bowlers will win the premierships. Is in it's all about how well your team can defend to set the game up for your attacking options. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the best the start, to them. best start of the season, the cows since their grand final year. And as you said, now was they that sit 2015, within. Was it? The, when, yes, yeah. when they yeah. won, they now sit within the top four. And their next two games, Knights and the Tigers, are both very winnable. Yeah, very yeah. winnable. Uh, do we do we put the boot in now? Do we go to the Eels? Yeah, it's, it's, are, they, are, they, are they done? Some listeners out no, there. No, no, <laughs> no, the Eels no. faithful. I mean, it's, <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's no. the longest premiership drought in the game for teams that have won a competition because they haven't won it since 1986. And yeah. a team as big as Parramatta with that junior catchment, it's, it's really inexcusable. And their fans were blowing up last night. And they're blowing up about the fact that for two weeks in a row now, Dylan Brown has been moved to centre. They were humming the Brown and Moses combination. Anyone Brown in particular. Anyone who would think that uh, the 5'8's the coach's son. <laughs> they share the same last name. <laughs> it's, like Smith, though, it? it's, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. But what do they do? I mean, it's, it's the old adage, though, isn't it, Miss Oil? You don't. Weaken a strength, a strength and a weakness. Absolutely. So I just looked up uh, Dylan Brown's stats from the opening few rounds. Seven try assists, four line break assists. Mm. Uh, he was really a focal point of their attack. And everyone was saying Brown has finally turned the corner. He had somewhat of a quiet year last year in attack. They're saying he's finally become Figured one of the... It out. Yeah, he's become one of the strike halves in the NRL that we knew he could. Mm. And how does Brad Arthur reward that? He moves him to centre. Mm. Uh, and nothing against Jake Arthur. I'm sure he's 
a promising young player, but he looked completely out of place in the NRL last night. Yeah, some poor and kicking he, options. Poor kicking options was found out down that side in defence. Um, and when you've got players in the squad like Ryan Madison and Bryce Cartwright, Nia Corey's filled a role at centre before, all these guys can can plug an edge for yeah. sure. No, no problem. Um, to, to, to keep picking Brown at centre and to be weakening what, what was your biggest strength, which was the spine of Parramatta, just baffles me. Yeah. You're lining up against that team and who are you preferring to see at six? Is it Arthur? If you're an opposition team, who are you preferring to see? You know, Dylan Brown or Arthur's there. You know, every day of the week with the way the Browns playing, you'd be more you'd be having more minutes in your in your defensive uh, meetings with the players trying to work out how well how we're gonna cut this down, whereas, you know, it would be completely opposite. So um, they've got some work to do. I'd be surprised if he's not in the six next week, Dylan Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw Has shades of that last year where, you know, it's really simple. He's a beautiful ball runner. Mm. And just chuck him on the left, his preferred side, give him early ball and let him go. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. you've got to simplify these things. Yeah. yeah. And and what he was struggling with, so I've just been handed a little stat yeah, here. Doing some homework. So, just a uh, piece of paper's <laughs> just come across my desk. So before this Where's year, my paper? before this year, in the previous the previous three seasons, Dylan Brown only had 12 assists. Yeah. So he's 12 try assists. So he spoke about it was all about his running game and he was doing it for himself. Seven try assists Already. at the start of this season. Mm. So he had, he turned the corner. He'd finally added that extra element to his game, which was the ball playing and setting up for other players. And then you move him back to center where what's his job again? To just run the ball and, and not mm. set up tries. Could you imagine if he falls out of form uh, after this period at center? Yeah. That yeah. would just be... Well, it's going to make it harder for him because he's going to come in on the back of a couple of losses and it's going to be, well, you know, now it's your turn. We've given you this opportunity back. So you did, all you've done is create question marks in there. Just Try to fill a hole where you can't put Arthur's in the centre. We don't have a better centre, so we're going to plug the hole with a half-decent player instead of just playing your best two and then just picking your next best centre. A, so, a quick look ahead to next week. The Eels have got a, a walkover next week. The Panthers oh, at Panther Stadium. Yeah. Hey, there's like, a really seriously. good run coming up. Panthers have got Parramatta. Then they've got Melbourne, I think, in the in Magic Round, which is going to be oh, yeah, a beauty. 0457-736-736 <laughs> is the text line number. Tweet us as well, at 1170SEN. Now, don't forget our texter of the day will win a Signet Boost Power Bank. That's valued at fifty nine ninety five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered. Break it back with more. Coruscant, Yo, Cleary, trouble here for the Titans. They've got some numbers. Cleary with the Harbour Bridge pass out to Staines. who got it back on the inside to Dylan Edwards. And Edwards, is there anything that man can't do at the moment? He scores Penrith's opener. Oh, stop it. That'll do me. I'm a big fan of the bunker. I'm a huge fan of the bunker. But it's going way too far on some occasions. It's a quick set of six. Sexton goes across field. Herbert flies high. Bats it back for Fita. Couldn't handle. It's gone back for Sulmala Awi to Sexton. Basketballs it over the top for Fida. Beats one. Beats two. Looking to take on a couple of Panthers. Got it out the back. Will Smith now with a cross field kick. He's looking for Marshu. Finds him. Marshu steps inside. He's over. And the Titans have scored a miracle try. Back to Cleary, who puts the pass through. Jerome Luai was there. Thanks for coming. Luai scores, and that's the sealer for the Penrith Panthers. Edwards was there as Fasua Malaawi makes the tackle. And the Harvey Norman scoreboard at full-time reads. The Penrith Panthers victorious, 18 
over the Gold Coast Titans four. Well, as the good sides tend to do, they just find a way to get it done. They went to the Sheds trailing, which is a rare thing for the defending premiers. 4-0 at half-time, that 38-minute try to Greg Margio, and then three tries in the second half to Tago, Cleary and Luai. 18 points to four. Ivan Cleary said in the post-match press conference, yeah, we, we weren't perfect in attack, but the point is we got the points and we just find a way to win, and that's the main thing at this stage of the competition. I'm going the early crow after this game, oh. and it's not Panthers to win the comp. It's Titans will not play finals. They are done. They are, for mine, they've been the most disappointing team of the season. Um, the, the choice to let Fogarty go and have a completely inexperienced spine. Um, they, they tried for feeder at center last week. They had him coming off the bench this week. Imagine getting $1.2 million to come off the bench for a side that sits outside the top eight. It's just a, a shambles there. When do we start, uh, you know, th there's a lot of talk about coaches. When do we start going Holbrook? I mean, what, no, he signed a three or four year deal or something. He made the eight last year. It's a bit hard to hang in this early. Well, it there. is. But, I mean, how long, How many more games like that do you have to? I mean, I think back to some of their games, 22 nil up against Canberra, who have battled all season. and they, mm. they That was they, terrible. They butchered that lead. Uh, Manly down 24 nil. Uh, well, 32, uh, yeah, 24-0, and, and came back and it was 34-22. They show glimpses of the side that they are, but again, it just lacks that bit of cohesion. And when you're watching teams like the Cowboys fight on their own line, defend as well as they do, and then you look at this side, which is a very good side on paper, the Titans completely underwhelm and under play that capability, you're frustrated. It'd be the hardest team to follow in the comp. And one of their wins this year was that, that awful game on that Thursday night a few weeks back against the Tigers. Against the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's they, not they not could, a lot of form to speak of. They could easily have one win for the season. Yeah. So they're the same number of wins as the Bulldogs. And all we talked about for the past couple of months is Trent Barrett and how much pressure he's under. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Titans have a better squad. I think they've been building this squad for a number of years. And... This is kind of where they ended up. You know, Sexton as a young halfback, are we convinced that he's the future of the club? Uh, they've played Brimson at 5'8 all year, and now they've reverted back to putting him at fullback. It was his best game, I thought. When he played back at the one, it was his best game all season. Yeah, I think he's a bit yeah. more better with it. I think he's space. better at one as well, but they've they've now had Jaden Campbell play two weeks in a row in reserve grade, who was kind of... The, it the was shining a catalyst light. for him last year when yeah. he came in halfway through, wasn't it? Yeah, so, so it's, go figure. For feeder in the centres, I mean, they're just uh, to me they they're, they're raising more questions than answers about their side. You know, for feeder the week before in the centres, who was horrendous, and they're just trying, almost throwing blindlessly at a dartboard to see if something sticks. And he came off with fifteen to go, big day for feeder with that knee injury and MCL. I think we read James, it's yeah, maybe four or five weeks on the sideline potentially. It'll be a really interesting test now for Holbrook because you know I, I like it to Manly. They lost Trebojevic. They were going like busters. They lost Trebojevic. They were kind of forced to find other ways to win. Maybe yeah. they don't need that Fafita selection headache. Yeah. It, it could be a chance for them to recalibrate and reset without him, their yeah. million-dollar man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Great text just come in here from Michael. He said, Afternoon, gents. Michael from Logan. Do you guys think Dave Fafita is going to be another Dave Taylor? No. <laughs> Coltrane. Somebody said that the other day. No, he's, he's better than Dave Taylor. Well, you know, a, you know he what? He was good last year for Fido. When he came on, he was setting up tries, scoring hat, first half hat tricks. I mean, the it, guy's a beast. In terms right. of ability yeah. and, the, and the style that they play, similar players in that aspect. I think Fafita's probably got a bit more upside to him. Um, 
But the Titans certainly haven't got the best out of him. I think Fafita needs to beat a stronger club and get some ball players around him that can uh, that can kind of lead him around the park because he's getting no help from the people around him there at the Titans. Thank you, Michael. 0457-736-736. The text line number. Keep those texts rolling in. If you want to have a chat, the open line, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. 70 around the grounds. About 11 and a half minutes remaining in this New South Wales Cup clash in Newcastle, 28 over Mounties 22. In the next hour of the program, Dejan Assi, looking forward to catching up with him. He was a star for the, the Warriors last night. Dijon. They bounced back in style <laughs> Dijon. with that win. <laughs> Dijon? Sorry, yeah, Dijon. The yeah. Ass Man. Nickname, Mustard. Yeah, that is his nickname, the Mustard. We'll ask mustard. him about that. You are listening to Crunch Time with Steve O'Keefe, James Magnusson, and Julian King <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. Stick around. It is Crunch Time, one hour down. You know what? They warned me. Said the first time we worked with, oh, here we go. Kashmir's so good, we'll play it again. They say, you know, India and Pakistan fighting over Kashmir. I mean, it's a good Led Zeppelin song. It's not a great Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did warn me this program is a little Ding. bit loose with Steve O'Keefe, James Magnuson, and I'm Julian King. JK in the chair for JA on this Sunday afternoon. Now, oh yeah, send us a text. I'll tell you why, because oh. our text of the day will win a Signet Boost Power Bank. Valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. And as I said, the lines are open, one 11 You want to pick the brains of either SOC or the missile, mm. feel free. And of course, we're brought to you by Isuzu, the Isuzu D-Max. Born to live. Join the show anytime. Call one 11 Like I said, and the text line 0457. 736, 736. We've got a charge sheet there in front of us, Socky. Charge sheet. Mm. Jeez, I was sweating bullets there. I'm glad that I'm not on it anyway. Um, <laughs> so no surprises here. Jack Whiten, uh, Matthew Lodge and Billy, if I get this name right, Sakaris. Is that right? Now, that's the school teacher yeah. from so, the Bulldogs. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. There's always uh, one that's a school teacher. <laughs> yeah, the great, the Bulldogs legend Steve Gearan is a school teacher. Well, Still is a school teacher. Well, didn't didn't he say there at the end of the the presser that uh, he was willing to try the water boy if it would work? Didn't he? When he got up Barrett at the end of it, he yeah, goes, "Why yeah, would yeah. I not use every resource if yeah. I thought the water boy could help?" And they just Fire gave me flashbacks up. of Billy Billy Madden's the water boy. There's Hazel as a teacher. Actually, he was a teacher at my school, St. Pius the Tenth College. Shouts with old Desi. God bless you. He used to, Des, deny the fact that he was a manly player, a New South Wales player, an Australian player at the time. You're, you're Des Hell. No, it's not me. No. Not me. No. <laughs> People bringing the footy cards. No, it's not me. That's not they'd, me with the fake moustache. Yeah, yeah. They'd, you know, they they get a teddy bear and dress it with a manly jersey and put it in his chair. What are you talking about? Who's this? Who's this? Des? <laughs> <laughs> really? So your surname, you're Mr. Hasler. You look yeah. just like oh, him. Yeah. So yeah. he's no. a good fellow. He, um, I was doing art. You know, or say bludge, as, as right. we used to say yeah, back yeah. in school. And he came into the room looking for the art teacher one day and had my major work. And he sat down. We had a cup of coffee and Des critiqued my artwork. Really? Mm. And what, He said it was a bit weak down the left side. Need to strengthen up the middle. Yeah, to that effect. Now, we mentioned here the charge sheet. Now, this is the fascinating one. Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten. He's charged with a grade two dangerous throw. Early plea two matches. If he challenges it and is found guilty three matches. That was for that tackle on Reese Walsh. Suffice to say, I may have come as a bit of a surprise for Jack White. And I don't know if you caught the audio last night, but he thought he might have been sweet. You also put on a report, mate. A bit of a slip, was it? How, how, how do you see what happened there? Uh, I think it'll be fine, mate. Um, no, I don't think he went past the, the vertical. Um, we'll have to wait and see also, though. So. 
Does he think he's Ric Flair with a super flex? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be fine, mate. We'll wait. How do you, you reckon he so went in mass the old, with a protractor out there yeah. past, <laughs> the, <laughs> past <laughs> the vertical? He's going he into miles past 360 the degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One plus one equals window. Daniel, Titans need a Gus Gould whistle session. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who, is Mal still in and around the Titans up there? Yes, he's the head of culture, whatever that means. Sounds, sounds pretty <laughs> that cushy. sounds like a cushy job. Oh, that does does yeah, yeah, that's a junk. Yeah. Just chuck culture because it can literally mean anything. Yeah. 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 Mean Get him anything. on the whistle. The most there overrated words. Well, speaking of Gus. I've, I want to ask the uh, the gun or the missile. I like calling you the gun because you've got big guns. Um, uh, mate, have you ever had any serious bakes in your swimming career? Because you would have had, you know, some private coaches. But has Laurie Lawrence ever come in with a whistle and just said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over the pool session and just start drilling you up and down the... the yeah, we, the... we have. So we, we have our own... Uh, coach locally so for, for me it was at Olympic Park here in Sydney then we got the head coach of the Australian swim team who oversees the whole team think of them more like a general manager mm. and we've had a few times the head coach from from the swim team step in and try and run a session for for our personal squad and <laughs> it, 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 it'd usually be the case our, our, our coach would say to us before the, the head swim team coach comes in take whatever he says with a grain of salt and don't, you know, yeah. don't take too much of it on board. He doesn't know what he's talking about, basically. <laughs> they'd run the session, they'd leave, and my swim coach would come in and go, all right, forget everything that was just said, <laughs> back to normal operations. <laughs> so you're saying that's what happened at the Bulldogs? <laughs> <laughs> May have been. Uh, uh, well, news. we there love a go. bounce back factor in rugby league after conceding 70 last week. It was a goal to point thriller. The Warriors 21 over the Canberra Raiders 20. Let's have a listen to the highlights. And they've just got 10 metres to go. Pushing it down the left-hand side. Whiten takes it to the line. Barges his way through and goes over. Strong play from the skipper today. He used all of the skill. Now, Schneider, Elliott again. It's been a familiar move. Wonderful offload. More tries, more points. And here they go again. Hudson Young. Next to the posts. Put that down to Schneider, Elliot, back to Schneider, and away they went. They are midfield, in front of the uprights, and they're 20 metres out. Johnson now, dummying to the right, stepping, angling left. Four tackles gone, 16 and a half minutes. They're down by eight, but here comes a try. Ewan Aitken, off a pass from Dejan Assi. Quick play the ball. Egan finds Johnson. He steps. He has a good look. Got He's it. won the match for the Warriors. <laughs> Stunning. It's the BBF, as we say. Bounce back factor after getting 70 put on them last week. The Warriors, they have come home with a wet sail to win 21 points to 20 in Golden Point extra time. That was off the boot of the prodigal son. Sean Johnson, three tries apiece in the end. It's, look, it wasn't the greatest game of football. Wasn't the um, the highest oh, geez, level it was skill ugly. It was on horrible. display? Yeah. How many errors? I don't know if we can get that up. Come on, the gun, get that up on you. You're the, <laughs> you're the stats man. But I, honestly, I was watching that game, and it looked like uh, every time the Warriors scored, they dropped the ball or made an error in that first set back out of their line, and, and it was just continuous. 
drop ball. Here, we've got the numbers up. Come on. 35 drop balls. 35 errors in one game. 18 from the Raiders, 17 from the Warriors. Is that a record? sunny day. It just had no reason for that to be happening. Um, And... I, yeah, it just blew me. It was a horrible game to watch. Fair dibs to the Warriors, as you were saying. They come back after getting absolutely drubbed and then showed, and Nathan Brown came out in the presser and said at the end, look, you know, we, it wasn't our best, but we did show a lot of fight and resilience coming down again. So the, the Canberra Raiders have butchered a first uh, half lead again. I think they've only scored one point in their second half performances. And then, the, you know, to show enough resilience, which they did there, uh, to win it good on the Warriors. Well, that was Canberra's fifth loss in a row. Now, Ricky's men have been outscored, wait for it, 107 to 38 in second halves this season. <laughs> 107 <laughs> to 38. Yeah. It's it's weird when, <laughs> when that happens with teams, right? Do you start do you start questioning fitness or yeah. is it just concentration? Um, I think Ricky's in, uh, in the stage now where he's going to have to start looking at a clean-out because mm. it's not working. Uh I dare say Canberra won't get rid of their coach. So if the coach stays, then they've got to redo the roster, I reckon. Have we got some audio of Ricky's? Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he was at, at a loss to explain what is happening, particularly in the second half for the Green Machine. He spoke after the game. Mate, I, like publicly, I, I'm um, not lost for comment in regards to the quality of that football in the second half. And, and for any... Any loyal fan, any real fan that we've got left, it's you know I feel I feel really um, embarrassed and, and sorry for them. Embarrassed. It was another dismal second half showing, and if you're a you know they're very loyal fan bases, you know the Canberra Raiders. But where to from here? The premiership window we think is closed. You mentioned Fogarty for the Titans, and of course he went to Canberra with that injury. It would have thrown all their plans into disarray. Um, fullback's a big concern for them. Charles yep. has been a shadow of the player he's previously been. Rapin, I think, played there last night. I reckon had his worst game in almost 10 years. Oh, yeah, he looks so out of place. Positionally, a couple of times caught right out. They've got young Xavier Savage playing in the wing who who is touted as the next big thing at fullback. So do you just give him You've a crack there? Yeah, you have yeah. to. He looks, yeah, he looks like he's something special. Though. So more, more time with ball in hand. Um, but, I, I mean, I have to question as well Ricky's language. Like, oh... I'm I'm embarrassed for the way that, that I mean I don't know if I, I'm a player in that team it just creates breeds more and more doubt they know they're not doing well but I don't know if I can necessarily doubt again effort and all that but when I start coming out and rinsing the team and separating myself from the team's performance as the coach whereas you watch Trent Robinson come in and say oh, I'm responsible just as much yeah, as everyone else but if you start separating yourself from your team that's when you start creating all sorts of disharmony like you yeah. walk in there and go oh this is not my problem it's yours. Well, take the not, heat, take well, the heat. Well, yeah, that's but it, take leave the that heat. behind closed doors, yeah. Yeah. That was an Alex Ferguson ploy, and that was a Wayne Bennett ploy. Bennett was a master at it, right? So whatever happened in the game, he'd be he'd come and he'd give short answers, he'd be surly. Everybody's writing and talking about Bennett. Oh, they've been better at that press conference. Nobody's talking about the yeah, players. The team, yeah. You know, and it was years ago when, I've told this story before, when Graham Arnold was coaching the Central Coast Mariners, Bennett was at Newcastle at the time and calls him up and says, mate, how do you win a comp? So Bennett says, buy me lunch and tell you how to win a comp. And that was his advice. He says, take all the heat off your players. Yeah, that's you know, it. it's a no-brainer. Suck it in. Take yeah. all that negative juju, whatever you want to call it. Take it yeah. off your players. It's you a, know, nobody's talking it's a problem it. Ricky's had over the past couple of seasons, right? Falling out with players. You had the George Williams yeah. one, yeah. the Bateman one, where these guys have gone back to the, to England and are roasting Ricky from over there saying... And their that, wives as well on Instagram yeah, too. Yeah, and they had another one at the start of this season, <laughs> Ryan Sutton's wife or, or girlfriend had a crack at Ricky. So 
There's a lot of disharmony there, so it kind of compounds things when he's laying blame on the playing group and not potentially looking inwards, uh, at least for the media. I agree. You've got to take some of that hit um, when you're fronting the media and take the pressure off the players. Do you think he's getting a rails run by the media, Ricky Stewart? Uh, that is contention, uh, yeah. you know, how come Madge gets all the heat, but Ricky... Well, at he's, this he's year, got right? some close friends in the media, right? Namely, yeah. Paul Ken over there at 360, who are the number one contenders when it comes to roasting coaches. Oh, um, he, he definitely gets a good run on that show. Um, Madge was getting a sack a week ago, now he's coach of the year. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like yeah. Fair weather friends. But I just feel like if you're going to use that sort of language... Where do you come back from when we come back in the teams win? Oh, that, that's that performance that I want. You're making it about yourself and you're not. Your coach, as a coach, the best coaches don't make it about themselves. It's about the team and, separate, as you said, protecting them, sometimes from management, but most importantly from the press. These guys are already under enough heat. But if you're call, coming out and saying, oh, I'm embarrassed, that's woeful, I don't know yeah. where to go from here, I'm like, well, that's not your job, mate. You've I'd, got, I'd like your, to see a... A trend start where all the opposition crowds, when they beat the Raiders, do a Viking clap. Did you see that the oh, other week? The Panthers last week. Oh, yeah. Where was that at the Sticks? Wagga, was it Wagga they played? No, they I, playing? Think it was, yeah, I think it was at Panther bit, Stadium. Bit, yeah. and they did, was, sorry, but yeah, someone okay. came prepared with the drums and everything. Every yeah. time the Raiders get dusted, I want to see the crowd do the Viking clap. But, Just take yeah. a mickey. Yeah. Jeez. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is that headbutting the line? You bloody grow, you bloody yeah, grub yeah, yeah. over there. 0457. the text line number. Ricky's been at the helm of the Raiders since 2014. As When it comes to coaches, do you think every coach, not just in league but in any sport, has a sure fly? Yes. Before yeah. the, might, the message starts getting well, a bit same, same. It, it, where it, else can you go? I think you've, you, you, you're five, six years max, in my opinion, in, in a cricketing thing. And it doesn't even matter if you've had a lot of success. I still think you need to evolve and change. A bit like CEOs, you come in, you implement what you're doing. So the Indian, BCCI Cricket India, they only have the, the chairman on there for one year. So they come in, they do a job, and then it's the next guys to come in. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I do agree with the fact that you can only come in three or four years. Then it does become samey-samey. I think even CEOs tend to switch off a little bit. You come in, you implement hard and fast, and then you you move on. How long that is, I don't know whether it's four or five years, but you do get stale. And I, I think as a, if, you want, if you're even serious about the team and their development, you need to learn to progress and push on. That That's just a personal view. I don't know how you see it. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think the, the problem with Ricky is – He's burned a few bridges that the Raiders relied on really heavily. The first and most namely one being the stream of players coming from England. That's where they were getting their talent. And that bridge seems to have been burnt with the way he handed a couple of those relationships towards the back end of uh, last year and, and, and during the season. Um, I, I agree. For whatever reason, Ricky has never spoken about as a, as a coach under pressure. But for mine, looking at that club, he's got to be spoken about because it's not working and they're actually going the opposite direction. Yeah, since since they made that grand final, they've consistently become worse and worse. Who were the players on the up in that team? Who were who were, who were going across and who were going down? And I think if you did that map out of 17 or 18, you'd find more on the plateau and now he's calling them embarrassing. I think at that stage there, I think as a coach, you go one year early rather than one year late. Yeah. Have success, do well, do a Bennett-style approach, come in for three or four, implement, then bugger off, new team. 
And it also depends on what style of coach they are. Because the really intense guys are great at turning a joint around, but mm. maybe not good in the long term. Correct. Yeah. And they might say that about you know, a Brian Smith back in the day, or Ricky Stewart, for example, is, is a noted intense coach, or a Justin Langer, for that matter. Yeah, good yeah. for a certain period of time, but then yeah. once you've kind of righted the ship, well, maybe it, it's time to move on. You may have a thought on that. Yes, oh, tell four, us what you think. Five seven seven three six seven three six. The text line number. <laughs> this is crunch time. Don't be sorry. Just don't do it again. Right. <laughs> Breaking back with more. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, it's time now for a Dabble update. Joining me on the line is Josh. Joshy, as I say, good afternoon. Uh, tell us, how was yesterday's multi? How did it go? Uh, no luck there, but I'll tell you what, Scotty Sattler, that man is possessed. He is incredible at the moment. He's hit something last week. He's a uh, multi that's playing 1841. Still alive, so he's got two legs to go. The Tigers, he's got a bit of a three-and-a-half-point three buffer there. And he's uh, got a bit of a crosscode and joined the Swans into his multi. So he's hoping for a one-to-39-point return there. And uh, he could be away. So if you're following Sats online, uh, you'd be doing pretty well, I reckon, Julian. He could be away. Shades of Sats commentary in the 2003 grand final, doesn't it? Uh, tell me, um, now for those who don't know, what, what is Dabble? What's Dabble? Yeah, so Dabble is the social media of betting. So it's uh, got all your standard bets that you can play. So your same game multis, your racing bets as well. But it's offering a new experience. So not only do you put your bets on, but you can even get involved in banter. You can have a chat to other punters, follow the experts. Uh, and, you know, you might find a multi like Mickey C. James. who picked all eight legs of the NRL last week. Oh. And he... Uh, that one was paying one fifty-five. So if you had a dollar on that, you're doing pretty well, Julian. I'd be surprised if anyone's getting all eight legs this round. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this one? This is your uh, this is your crunch time bet for today. Storm by over twelve. Obviously, after last week, that's a bit generous. And then West Tigers over the Dragons as well. That's paying three fifty-three. Yeah, I like the Dragons. Yeah, I like the Dragons. Josh, thanks for your time, mate. We'll speak next week. So easy. Download the Dabble app. The Dabble socially gamble responsibly. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the program. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736. Uh, if I haven't mentioned it a thousand times, our texter of the day will keep a Signet Boost or win a Signet Boost power bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost power bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds Powered 24-7. We're hoping to catch up, if we can, if we can get a hold of him. Dejan Assi, who had a wonderful debut for the Warriors last night. He only signed about a week ago after he let his teammates at North Queensland know that he's playing for the team that represents the country of his birth. Just before we get to Dejan, uh, running through the team news for the game coming up in about 40 minutes' time. The Knights and the Storm. This game at McDonald Jones Stadium, 2pm kickoff for the Knights. Kurt Mann is out. Sayaso Sue starts the game at lock in jumper 17. Jack Johns comes onto the bench in jumper 19. And Basami Solo is the 18th man in jersey 21. As for the Melbourne Storm, they look 1 through 17. They are, as per program, the Melbourne Storm with Chris Lewis, the 18th man in jumper 18. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Well, you would have thought that he'd had a full preseason. With the Warriors, the way he went last night, a couple of try assists, a line break assist in their golden point win over the Canberra Raiders, 21 points to 20. I speak of Dejan Arce. He's on the line right now. Hello, Mustard. 
<laughs> hey, how are you? Good, mate, good. <laughs> you know what? I mean, geez, you, you conceded 70 last week. and There's nothing like a win, is there? Yeah, it was a, it was a big turnaround for the boys. Um, you know, obviously it was it was hard coming in uh, coming into training after after their result on Monday. But you know, the boys uh, turned up turned up yesterday and put in a put in a improved performance. Good on you, mate. Sorry, Steve O'Keefe here, mate. I'm just trying to come up with a few more nicknames because I love nicknames. I've got Arcee rhymes with classy. I don't know what you think about that one. <laughs> no, um, uh, Dejeun Delight. That, that, that work for you? No, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about st- these. Ones. St- stick to mustard, you reckon? <laughs> Mate, that was um, that was great. I was, I was reading a story on NRL.com uh, only recently uh, about yourself being a young ten-year-old uh, in the crowd uh, with a Warriors flag and a, a bright orange shirt on, which was captured. <laughs> um, did you ever imagine that yeah, ten years yeah. later? Um, you were cheering on a game uh, that had Sean Johnson in it. I think he might have been debuting or nearabouts. Too. Did you ever dream of yeah, yeah. playing a game with him and starting the the way that you did uh, yesterday, mate? Uh, to be honest, no, I didn't. Um, you know, I was. I didn't expect. Um, you know, moved over to Australia at a young age. I didn't think I'd be back. Um, be back in the New Zealand colours, but you know, I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to do that yesterday and to run alongside Sean and um all the rest of the boys it's you know it's it's a dream come true for um you know young the young Kiwi kid um and yeah it was just a surreal feeling Dejan congrats on the game last night two try assists a line break assist a uh, couple of great runs as well what do you do with one week with the, with the other players to kind of get yourself in a position to be throwing out tri-assists in your first match after only a week with the team? Yeah, um, like, oh, they they obviously made me look good. But, um, yeah, I, the game plan was for me just to uh, keep things simple and, you know, not, not overplay my hand. And, you know, that's what, that's what I did. And that's what I was just going into the game thinking, just keeping, it, keeping things simple. And, you know, the opportunities will come uh, when they come. Uh, you know, off the back of... You know, Sean, Sean, uh, stepping through the defense and getting me a quick play ball to hit you in through the line, like it just falls off the back of that. And you know, it's, it was a good fight back for us in the second half after that uh, poor first half. But you know, I'm I'm glad we came away with the win. I'm wondering what the conversation was, Dejan, when you were down 20 points to 12, because uh, last week against the Storm, the Warriors were in that game even at half time, and then yeah. you know, the wheels came yeah. off 54 points. It, and I just wonder, when you're trailing by eight, do you sort of have in your head, oh, here we go again? I mean, how how do you keep it together and say, you know what, we're going to come home and win this game of footy? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, obviously we knew what, what we had to do. We had to stop, you know, giving away yardage penalties um, and letting, giving them easy outs coming out, of their, coming out of their end and, you know, making them uh, come out of their end and, Kick, kick from inside their half, which we which we didn't do in the first half at all. And you know we we dropped the ball after after both tries in the first half and the first couple of plays. And you know that's that's something that we need to that we will work on throughout the week. And uh, yeah, just just making making them work work for their points. We we sort of gave them gave them their tries in the first half coming off the back of errors and. We made we ended up making them work for it in the second half, which 
um, allowed us to play more footy down there and save more energy instead of tackling the whole half. Mate, it seemed like you had a bit of a remote control on that footy, mate. You were, Everything you did t- turned to goal, but not only that, mate. What about that tackle on Schneider? Have they been managed to dig him out of Red Cliff Oval? Uh, I think he's still buried about six feet under with that. Oh, well, I had to come up with something because they had a five-man overlap on us. So I, if, I didn't make the taf- if I didn't make the tackle, they were probably scoring another six points. But, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, mate, well, you've had, you've you've had a special game now for the list for the listeners at home, mate. Uh, tell us something they wouldn't know about uh, young Arcee, uh, mate. Have you got any stories or anecdotes uh, that you could tell us that some people may not know about you? Um, what's your favourite movie? Uh, favourite hair colour? Favourite movie? Uh, <laughs> fa- fa- favourite movie? Favourite movie would probably be Remember the Titans. Oh, oh that's You know what? That's one oh, that's of those good. movies. You flick in channels, it comes on. You, I have to watch this now. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's one of those. Do you, is 5'8 your preferred yeah. spot, Dejan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 5'8. But, you know, I'm... I'm honestly happy to play anywhere, anywhere that would that would get me in the team or anywhere the team needs me to be. But you know, five eight, five eight would be uh, preferred. But you know, honestly, happy to happy to play anywhere. Playing five eight when you got Sean Johnson at halfback sounds like oh, every spicy. young player's dream. Young Kiwi's did, did, dream. Did you know any any of the players when you came into the Warriors squad, Dejan? Have you bumped them growing up or around the traps? Um, yeah, I had I had uh, like through school, like um, Jesse Arthurs. He was a couple of grades above me at um, Kibra Park when I was there. Um, Reese, he was a couple of grades below me. Um, also, uh, Dallin, uh, we were in the um, Māori All-Stars camp last year. And so I, I knew I had a few familiar faces, but yeah, I had to get around and meet, meet most of the boys and, you know, they were all welcoming and yeah. Your aspirations... Dejan, uh, in terms of your professional career, you, you want to represent your country one day? Uh, is, is that the ultimate goal? Is it grand finals? Or where are you aiming? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, a, you know, international jersey or, a, you know, grand final. That'd be a, you know, moment that you would, that I would cherish forever and would definitely be the ultimate goal. I'm just reading here in your bio, and it's still up on the Cowboys page, by the way. It says, what, <laughs> what is something you think is overrated. Now, this is what where you and I have a lot in common. And you said Game <laughs> of Thrones because this is a sore point in my house. And my oh, wife wow. watches it religiously. It. It I have never seen one second of Game of Thrones, Dejan. Not yeah, one. neither have I. Hang on. So how can uh, you call watched, it overrated <laughs> if you haven't seen it? That's wait, wait, not... wait. I, I, watched, I watched the first couple of episodes oh, and snooze I, fest. Did, I, didn't, I didn't get into it. Yeah, I didn't no. get into it at all. You it's, know what? It's, it's like those people that take pride in never having seen Star Wars or Titanic. And even yeah. if they want to, they kind of don't you because they can't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so right. what is your favourite TV show then? We've got, we've got a movie. What, if, you, if you're relaxing on a Sunday um, afternoon after you know, a great win, what, what, what are you uh, yep. doing, Dejan? Uh, I don't. I don't mind a bit of action. So, jeez. Oh, um, Sounds exciting. Yeah, off mate, the top of my head, a bit of action. Bit of the action John Wick trilogy. Yeah, the John Wick. Yeah, that is good. Oh, very good, mate. Oh, mate, congratulations on the win. You fit like a glove there at the Warriors, and uh, it feels like a homecoming for you. You're born in Christchurch. Uh, no rest <laughs> yeah. for the wicked, as they say, because. 
uh, next Sunday at Points Bet Stadium. You've got to take on the might of the Sharks. So best of luck and thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is. Mustard. Oh, I think, legend, I'm going to stick eh? with Mustard. What did you make? Can I just say that wasn't your finest 40 seconds Arcee. of radio? Classy Arcee. Classy Arcee. <laughs> and I had uh, Dejan Delight. Um, so I don't mind that one. It's yeah. got to be the Seinfeld res- reference. The Arse Man. The Arse Man. You yeah. like the Arse Man, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I like the yeah. Arse Man. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I reckon that. Uh, within that a football again, club as well. That we're going to put that in the promo. Yeah. <laughs> I like the arse man. Crunch yeah. time like with James Magnus. <laughs> I like the arse man. Uh, Dejan Delight is, is, you know, that's a nice headline. That could have been on the back pages of the New Zealand Herald today, I reckon. Yeah. Dejan. So maybe I've got it wrong. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not nicknames. I'm into more of my headlines. Okay. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, mate, if you've got, hey, listen, 0457 736 736. If you can think of a good nickname or headline. For Dejan Arcee, try and keep it above the belt as best we can. 0457 736 736 because our texter of the day will win a Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. Get to your text messages momentarily. 0457 736 736. Just recapping the team news for this game, kicking off. In about 25 minutes' time at McDonald Jones Stadium, uh, the Knights need to show something after that deplorable last outing against the Parramatta Eels. Uh, one change for them, Kurt Mann is out. So Arso Sue starts the game at lock in number 17. And Jack Johns joins the bench in jersey number 19. Basami Solo is the 18th man in jersey 21. And for the Storm, they are 1 through 17. Chris Lewis is the 18th man. We'll hear shortly from their fullback, Ryan Pappenhausen, their coach, Craig Bellamy, and we'll hear from the Knights boss as well, Adam O'Brien. Friday night, it was the talking point. Carl Lawton sent off in the eighth minute for that lifting tackle on Cam Murray. Thankfully, Cam Murray's okay. And it was the Rabbitohs, your Rabbitohs. Soft, mm. your Rabbitohs. Pat, too good for the Eagles in the Steve O'Keefe Cup, 40 points to 22. Mm. Well, I mean, it's a funny game, wasn't it? So Carl Lawton goes off in the, in the ninth minute, and then Manly somehow grew an extra leg, didn't they? Because they, they put two unanswered tries on, were leading 10-12. And I think up until about the 70th minute, they were still really uh, in the game. Um, so, look, there was, some, there was some decent play by the Bunnings. I still think they're lacking a bit of dis- uh, synergy down that, uh, you know, right side, sorry, left side, attacking side. You know, Ilias, obviously a young rookie who's performing and could be rookie of the year. But, um, you know, they're not talking well. I think they're more of a chance of scoring up in the middle. I think Johnson scored a, a nice try. Uh, down on the left edge to get us going. But I, I still think there's a lot more uh, questions and answers in that bunny side. Yep. Yeah, and even though there was only 13 on 12, it still was an 11-try extravaganza. Murray tricks the pass. Oh, upended. Hold on, Carl Lawton. Did it just get away from him? Well, I think this is... I think he's in trouble here, Lawton. There you go. Gone. Sent from the field. Yeah. Carl Lawton dismissed. Jake Dubojevic, for it, goes himself, he's there, he got over. Naturally okay. comes to Cherry Evans on the last, he gives Sard another chance, and that time Sard gets it, gets over. With that one less defender, Murray on, tap, Walker, this is a little more clinical, Johnston, oh, got there. Manly holding on here as Tom Burgess, he's getting harder to handle with each run, oh, he got there. Walker, 
Cook. Edmonds up. And Murray scores. Brian. Crossing it on the oh, I'll get on the edge of the draw. Oh, that's a brilliant stuff. Tap slams it down. South Sydney, they have done more than enough to account for the 12-man Manly Seagulls. Full-time on the Central Coast, Barabados 40, Seagulls 22. A relief, Jason Demetrio. He did say it wasn't their best performance. They still haven't fired, have they, the Bunnies? So their error rate in the first, what, seven rounds, eight rounds now has been far too high. 13, 14, 15 errors almost every game. Well done to Cody Walker. Scored a try in his 150th. Uh, if you're a Seagulls fan, though, Socky, I mean... Mm. You know, DCE was magnificent. 22 points when you had 12 men for the bulk of the game. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the uh, the missile over there sort of nailed it. There's just something that's not clicking like it did last year when they finished off in emphatic form and, and made a rush for the top four and were a smoky to win it. So uh, a little bit disappointing. I think Schuster did play for his first game back. I mean, we've seen how attacking he is um, on the edge there. Uh, it did come out in the middle of the week and profess that he'd prefer to play. Mm, that was in, interesting. i got a problem with that. i yeah. I, I got a real issue with players demanding. So yeah. I, I want to be, you know, and a lot of them have done it, I want to be a fullback because they want the, the, yeah, the extra cash. Yeah. But I don't think, and he's a good player, Schuster, but I don't think anybody could be making these sorts of demands on a club that you need to pick me at 5'8". Not when Foran's playing pretty well. Uh, probably as one as of well. his best games. Yeah, so. yeah. But the, the thing that I struggle to get my head around with Manly is can a team that has essentially a third of their salary cap tied up in three players field a, a strong enough team across the park to, to win, you know, or to win a comp? And I think the, the, the signs for Manly point to no. They've got all, them, all their money in the salary cap tied up in Cherry Evans and the Trebojevic brothers, um, close enough to, if not a bit over a million each. How do you field an, an, an even balanced squad when you've got so much money in three players? We haven't seen um, a, any other team do it that successfully other than Melbourne. Um, and they've just got that system down there where it's just, you know, slot in the next man and he, he, he fills it, it, the role and does the job. But I just can't get my head around how Manly can, can win a comp when their, their salary cap is so skewed. You've got one bloke called Trebojevic who goes pretty handy. Yeah. You know, oh, look, it depends. There's so, there's so many ways to manage your cap. I think Parramatta had, was it Parramatta? I, I could be mistaken, have this rule that you don't pay a million for anyone. You, know, you yeah. spread it across the squad. Others say, well, you know what? You invest hard in your two or three core players and then build a team around, around that. It, you know, oh, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, look at Manly's run last year off the back of Turbo Magic. You, you could justify it. DC has been great. Yeah. Uh, the question for forward is, I mean, how much more of a haircut does he take to play with his mate daily? Yeah. Or in this form, does he say, you know what, I'll, well, he's looking I'll go at, to Redcliffe. He's I mean, looking as fit and as strong as he's ever been. I think his try assist is as good as it's ever been. You know, And I I said this last week, I think when you put these guys like him and Moylan on these one-year contracts and they're 31, 32, you tend to get really do get the best out of their football because uh, they are looking over their shoulder, but they are, know that they've got a lot to lose if they're not performing week in and week out. They were hamstrung, obviously, with the send-off. I thought they showed a lot of fight and character to keep them into the 70th minute, but at the end of the day, it was, I think, the, the South Middles that did a fantastic job. Tommy Burgess going over, which was a relatively soft try, um, and then Cameron Murray up yeah, through was. the middle was um, probably just desserts for a bloke who week in, week out makes 40, 50, 60 tackles and... One of the premier locks in the game. We also had, uh, is it Tass, rookie Isaiah Tass, um, scored a try. He probably had a mixed game, but again, looked promising. South have 
really need to sharpen up their right edge defence and, and get someone in there. So they've got a bit of communication. It got peppered the week before. So, yeah, South have got a lot of work to do, I think. And, and four and four probably reflects where that team's at. Uh, it is frustrating as a Bunny supporter to keep looking at the Broncos and seeing the little general march uh, them around into consistent wins. And, you know, we've let that go, albeit for the sake of getting... I think Elias will be a great player in a couple of years, but yep. you're looking at Reynolds at the moment. He gets whacked in the face, goes off, and then comes home and orchestrates another win, which that Brisbane team is crying out for. Not only Brisbane, any team in the comp is crying out for. The Titans are crying out for it. Just someone who's got that composure, kicking game, and can control it. And you're looking at the teams, why do you think the Tigers are doing so well? Well, Jackson Hastings having a, you know a, a two or three games where he's coming in, he's marshalling the troops, calling the shots, and um, they're having great success. So I think it's you know now eight games in. I'm really disappointed with that decision uh, to let Reynolds go. Um, but in saying that, I think Elias is is a good will be a star of the future. Look at who they've lost. You mentioned Reynolds, experience, stability, right? Mm. And they're saying Cody Walker's not the same player this year. Uh, Gagai's a big loss. Yeah, Obviously, they're without the Latrell and, and Bennett. Uh, let's not forget about Sewer, Jaden Sewer, Jaden Sewer. Yeah, yeah. But, but Wayne, you know. And yeah. it's you ask any coach that's had to follow in the footsteps it's never of gone the master. Well. Never I gone mean, well. What happened at St George Illawarra? Steve Price didn't last long. He got punted at Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Stone. Rick Stone got punted. Now Demetria, who I think is an, an outstanding coach, and, and I hope he does really well there. But you know, it's a big shadow to step out of. Yeah, it's a, they're they're they're. They're uphill a little bit. However, they're still hanging in there. I think they're playing better than what I thought they would. They've had a couple of really tight games. You know, lost to a point to Melbourne round two. Uh, lost to a point to the Tigers. So, you know, they're competing and doing well. Um, but as I said, I think a lot of it is around that pack. Someone like Kalau Matangi, I think, could be a bit of a uh, smoky for uh, for Origin. You know, not only has he got the size and the and the strength, but he's, got, he's a great little ball-playing back rower. You know, he's agile on his feet, so... Um, interesting to see what they do. You are, listen, you are listening to Crunch Time this Sunday afternoon. Steve O'Keefe, James Magnuson. I'm Julian King, brought to you by the Isuzu D-Max, born to live. About 10 minutes away from kick-off McDonald Jones Stadium, the Knights and the Storm. Both coaches spoke to Fox and KO Sports. Let's hear from Adam, Adam O'Brien. No one was um, happy with how we performed last week. We had some... Very hard, honest conversations uh, in the first part of the week, everyone included, myself, players. Um, you know, and we've identified areas of the game where we really let ourselves down. And um, to their credit, they've trained really well and um, they're actually excited to get back out here and rectify a few things today. Quickly, uh, you know, put myself in this as well, make sure that I was going to be a beacon of positivity on Monday. I certainly wasn't on Sunday night and that wasn't going to help play stock standard game they'll handle that so you need to play a little bit unorthodox you need to unsettle them and control the tempo of the game if you let uh, if you let that spine control the speed and the flow of the game then you know the scoreboard can tick over pretty quickly so you know easy terms is you need to go and rattle some cages and make it uncomfortable for them yeah, Newcastle coach Adam O'Brien, so he said there's no time to feel sorry for yourself, especially when you've got a team <laughs> as potent as the Melbourne Storm. And he said, you know, you just got to pick up. And uh, Well, hopefully they don't get booed by the Newcastle faithful because that's what happened last week. And it's rare it happens at McDonald Jones Stadium, and mm. I think they were within their rights last week to boo them.
Yeah, the beacon of positivity there. Adam <laughs> Sox is writing, Sox writing that down. Yeah, that's a good one. How do you Adam O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, again, that's it's another team that I've probably written off for the for the finals this year. They've been so disappointing. Um, the the Ponga Circus certainly wouldn't have helped uh, to focus them in on on the task at hand, but. I just don't think they've got the cattle. Um, on on paper, it's not a terrible team, but the way they're clicking um, f- for mine, I- I've written them off um, f- for the rest of the year. Well, Melbourne Storm, they are humming at the moment. 54 points. 54 points in the second half against the Warriors last week. Here's their coach, Craig Bellamy. Yeah, we just got to make sure we get back on the horse again and, and make sure when we start the game, you know, we're doing the things that, you know, building into our game again, not just carrying on from last week. You know, we've got to build into our game. We know... Uh, the Knights are a different team to the Warriors and um, you know, we've got to take that into account and make sure we start hard and fast. They've lost their last four or five, so that's not mm. ideal going into any game. But you know, for us, they've still got a lot of really good players in that team. You know, they're, they're big guys in the middle, the two yeah. Safudi boys and, and Clemmer. You know, they, obviously, they're real-class players. You know, when you get out on that left edge with Best and, uh, and Lee, you know, and obviously you know, Pogma sniffing around there, you know, for 80 minutes, you know, they've still got a lot of good players in their team. So at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really matter for us what happened last week. It's, you know, what's, what happens today is the important bit and that's what we've been focusing on all, all, all week. Standard platitudes from the respective coaches there. So, you know, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, yeah. today's a gift. That's why they call it the present. <laughs> yeah. I reckon they go to a handbook, those coaches, and just they're just rattling off. Week in, week out, they go, yeah, page five, yeah, this one will work this week. Yeah, yeah it's been a good uh, week of training. What makes last week a good week is this week's performance, you know, and that just seems to roll on You're and only on as good and as on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bellamy must just get bored of trying to find ways to say, we're about to pound this team into the <laughs> earth. <laughs> Adam, wouldn't you love you that? You thought 70 was good. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you love that? So, look, we put 70 in the Warriors. We I'll, saw them last week. Hold weekends. my beer. Yeah. <laughs> we saw them last week against the Eels. We're not worried. The boys have been on the turps all week, mate. That sort of chat would bring the back the fans, wouldn't it? Oh. Like, they're too, too respectful unless it comes up with shocking calls from uh, officials. But, you know, against oppositions, it's always very respectful. I'm... I think you might be onto something here. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some call it arrogance. We call it confidence. <laughs> don't we? Yeah, it's very chock mundane areas. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now we asked in the last hour. We've got a good nickname for Dejan Oh, Arcee. good. Uh, Tim from Eastern Creek. Good afternoon to you, Tim. Simply put, the proctologist. All <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids go, Dad, what's a proctologist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> find well, hopefully out. you won't have to find out until you're 50 and you've got to get that prostate checked. <laughs> <laughs> that go? It just reminded me that, what's that, that joke? What, oh, what are the, where is this going? What did the mathematician and the constipated man have in common? Uh, both figured it out with a pencil. They both worked oh, it out with a pencil. Oh, <laughs> mate, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dad joke from about 2003. Oh, yeah, good. You keep, it. keep him coming. 0457 736 736. Thank you very much. We'll rip through as many of your texts as we can in the next hour of the program, the final hour of the program, and we will catch up too with Scotty Drinkwater, who I would have played with Dejan Arcee, I think, last year for yep. the Mighty Cowboys. He's found a home, hasn't he, at number one. Let's talk about the hammer, Hammerside Tabuai for Doe maybe getting a stranglehold on that number one jersey. A bit hard to shift him at the moment. Absolutely. I, I mean, as I said earlier in the program, that first 20 minutes, uh, they were just getting absolutely battered. Uh, the defence held up. And if you're going to win or have you know be a premiership title chance, you, you, your hallmark of the team is going to be your defence. But it was a lovely uh, cutout ball from Drinkwater to Felt, I think, that really got them going. It was a... Uh, 
a beautiful switch that Drinkwater had uh, set up earlier in the play and it, it, it went gold and they got the four points. We've got Noel Berry on the text line. Got a question for you, Miss I. We'll get to that after the break at 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. one 11 Give us a call at 0457-736-736. That is the text line number. The texter of the day will win a Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. You're tuned in to Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon. Finally, on the program, NRL Crunch Time this Sunday afternoon. Steve O'Keefe, James Magnusson, and Julian <laughs> King in the chair. It's been a wild two hours as we see the Melbourne Storm running onto the field at McDonald Jones Stadium for this round-out, round-out clash between them and the Newcastle Knights. Just recapping the team news. Kurt Mann is out. Suaso Sue starts at lock for the Knights in jumper 17. Jack Johns on the bench in 19. And the 18th man is Basami Solo. And for the Melbourne Storm, they're 1 through 17. Chris Lewis, the 18th man. This is unprecedented for Newcastle. Caelan Pong has run out as a captain and he's waving a white flag. They're calling it <laughs> off. It's over. <laughs> Everyone go home. Surrender. Yeah. Well, he doesn't care. He's, got, he's just checked the 15th. It's bank balance. <laughs> a million bucks has gone in. I'm happy, boys. <laughs> read, read, the, read the fine print on the tickets. There will be no refunds. It's like the bloke who took Buddy's football. Right, and there was a debate over whether you can actually keep the ball or not, and it wasn't that specific on the conditions of entry. But mm. the ball actually belongs to the AFL, which then they donate to the clubs, and then at the end of each game, the Swans use them for training purposes. Right. So the bloke that caught Buddy's ball, uh, what about the he nicks off home? He goes, "I was always going to give it back." So, mate, if you were never going to keep it, why did you go home? So hang on. Place? So can you not keep the ball? Not in not in footy, no. What? Why? Because Is that just it's, an it's AFL? Not, it's not your property, yeah. It's, 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 it's different in just baseball. It's like the wallet of the bloke sitting next to you has fallen out of his back pocket. That's not yours to take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a disastrous start for the Newcastle Knights. and kicked off before Xavier. <laughs> just about Xavier Coates rather cleverly had just shoved one foot, one foot over the touchline. And yeah, you're we welcome. Go. That's right. the white flag being waved. That's What's it. that 99 points, you reckon? Is that going to apply here? Can we get on that? What's that paying? 99-point head start like yeah, the AFL. Yeah, the, the West Coast game the other night. Yeah. Some punter made $20,000 off that bet. Wow. Yeah, 109 huge. points, Richmond right. over West Coast in the end. What about the week before when the Eels lost to the Tigers? One punter had 100 grand on Parramatta at a dollar six. Or yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh. That is, what, what is what's, what's, To make $6,000. Yeah. Wouldn't you prefer to put $100 on a 60-to-1 horse yeah. all day and you're probably oh, – anyway. Well, you probably thought it was easy bank. Well, I think he? you can get more money in the bank these days, so I don't <laughs> – Very, very strange. 0457 736 736. Oh, thank you too, Socky. During the ad break, he's brought in for the team this Powerade – Ion four zero sugar. Yeah, I like to feed everyone up. It's a long time in here chatting absolute dribble for three hours. Um, so I like to keep everyone hydrated. Zero sugar. You'll be, oh, you know, it's not healthy it? for you. But. No, it's it's funny you say that. Years ago, there's a story about George Foreman, the great heavyweight champion, who'd knock mm. back fifty cheeseburgers, but then he'd have a diet coke. coke yeah. Like that balances it out, you know. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've had fifty. I better have a diet, you know. That's like, my <laughs> Macca's routine. Yeah, generally, generally at about three o'clock in the morning when I'm blowing bubbles. Yeah. The, the greatest thing they did was having hash browns available all day. Yeah, sometimes you just want that little filler, don't you? Yeah, nice crunchy it. filler. Oh. Put it on any burger. Stop it. Yeah. Stop anyway, it. come on, let's get on with it. Otherwise, we're going to be get leaving hungry. 15 minutes Celebrate. early to get some Macca's. <laughs> Isuzu D-Max, born to live. Our great friends at Isuzu bringing the show today. Now, just away from Rugby League for a moment. Uh, Kings and Illawarra Hawks, that game, the second of the three-game final series, gets underway this afternoon 
at the King Dome there at Kudos Bank Arena. I was out there a couple of Sundays ago for the last season game where the Hawks had won. And because right. they'd won, they leapfrogged the Kings, I think, into second place on the ladder. So they got to host the two home games. Friday night, the Kings got one away. So if they win tonight, they'll go through to the final to play either Melbourne United or the Jack Jumpers. I'll tell you what, it has been about 20 years, I reckon, since I'd been to a Kings game when Big Dean Utoff was playing. Right, yeah. It Dean is a Utoff. wonderful fan day experience as we look to the screen. It is a try. Try to the Melbourne Storm. I'll just see who scored. That's a lot of head patting. I think it was Justin Olam. Justin Olam. Olam. Wow. New Guinean star. He doesn't need bash and barge. So how long has that taken? Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. 4-0 to Melbourne with that kick to come. 99 plus, you see. It used to be if your team scored in the first five minutes, it was that automatic payout. And then they've stopped yeah. doing it now. The tab, yeah, particularly in Melbourne, are playing. <laughs> yeah, Pay out, do- dollar eight payout. Yeah. The tab board members, we're going to feed our kids as well. Uh, yeah, so NBL semi-finals game two later this afternoon. The Kings and the Hawks. Are we into the NBL, James? Uh, not particularly. Um, I watched a little bit of the NBA, but haven't quite got into the NBL. Know a bunch of players. You bump them around, you know, the Olympic Village and and the like. Mm. Um, a bunch of those NBL players. So. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. How how did it end up that the best two teams are playing in the semifinals? They ended up on the same side of the draw. So one and four and then two and three. So Melbourne United were top of the ladder. Okay. Right? And they play the Jack Jumpers, that awful the, name these... in their first year. And then Illawarra came second and the Kings came third. And the right? Kings and Illawarra both went on long win streaks, right? Huge. Towards the back end Huge. of the season. Kings had 13 in a row and they dropped one. Wow. Yeah which is unprecedented. Yeah, okay. They're a good side. Jalen Adams, the superstar, he was named the MVP during the week. So that game later this afternoon, I'm sure the tip-off time, three or four o'clock, I'll find that out for you. But the Kings, if they win, they are through to the NBL finals. I don't think they've won one since like, 2005. Long so time. It's, yeah, it's a long yeah. time between drinks. You mentioned the NBA. Do you want to take this away? You love your NBA basketball. <laughs> well, the story that I was listening to on the way in, this is very interesting. Mm. Ben Simmons yeah. is not playing in the playoffs. Because yep. he said all the pressure has caused his back to play up. Yeah, right. And so he can't play. And Stephen A. Smith uh, just absolutely rinsed him. Teed off on him. Mm. Absolutely teed off. Mm. But look, it's it's a strange one. But where do you stand on that? Well, so can, I, can I, you injure your back from mental? I yeah. I I anguish. I. I hate to rinse any good Australian sports people, and particularly when under the guise of mental health. But you have to look at the history of this guy. Is what trying to sue his old club for twenty million? He's turning up. He's training. You, there, there was that window. I, I don't know if you're down three nil, which they are, or they were Brooklyn. Um, you know, and you're going into a fourth deciding game, which they just get done. They're in that game for the most part, albeit behind for most of the game, but. You know, could have you made a difference, even defensively, you know, to take some shots. But they're down 3 nil, so oh, I'm a backsaw. On the morning of the game, you're backsaw, you're not there, you're pulling out. Stephen A. Smith's words were, you know, that he just he's not having any of it, um, he, you know, and that they've basically signed on a poison chalice, essentially, to go forward. And this is before he's even played a game. Uh, so... They haven't missed him. Shaquille O'Neal's missed him as well. Who had he called? He said he's been they've been. It's a punk move were his exact words in regards to Ben Simmons. And as I said, he's one of Australia's greatest basketballers. When he's on, um, you know, he lights the floor. I'm one of the highest paid. But it's just disappointing. You'd like to know more about what's going on, but uh, yeah, I, I, 
But maybe we don't know the full story. Well, so that's... it's easy to beat up on him, right? He got hammered. He, he was thrown on the bus at Philly, right? So they, yeah. they had a meek exit to the finals and everyone basically blamed Brent, Ben Simmons. Yeah. So when your coach is throwing under your bus and when your teammate Joel Embiid's doing the same thing, you can understand why you'd be down and dirty on the place. Yeah. Right? I kind of get... I don't know what's going on. But then he didn't play, didn't play the Olympics. No. So he's pulled out he of that. That was a big one for Australians, yeah, we, we're I reckon. A good opportunity for him to come back and play in basically pressureless sport Happy and, re- and redeem yeah. yourself with the guys like Paddy Mills, good Australian. And that team fought well and got a bronze medal. What a great way to go, okay, well, I'm finding my groove. I'm finding my way back. I'm going. But does it look like he's actually doing any work? He's turning up with what looks like, Ed, I don't know, design. I don't know. Design. The orange, the orange yeah. specs. The orange the, specs, yeah. like trying to go, what, incognito. He's just standing out deliberately. And if I don't know if I'm the guy who's, who's worried a little bit about what other people are thinking of me right now. I'm trying to... Maybe sit in yeah. the back lines. Yeah. Well, well, remember he said he, he wasn't going to the Olympics to, to represent Australia because he was working on his shooting and his three-point <laughs> shot. Yeah. And then he's seen in the, the crowd at Wimbledon snogging yeah. on with uh, some supermodel. Yeah. So I don't know how much oh, work he's probably he got doing. his priorities right then, but I didn't know that. So. <laughs> well, apparently there's three things you can see from the moon, right? That's two fingers, though. Three. 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 <laughs> yes. I think I had them the wrong way around, Stephen. Three things you can see from the moon. The Great Wall of China. Right. Ben Simmons get up, <laughs> and Ben Simmons is self pity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not make. He's not endearing himself to any fans or look like he's working too hard, which is a shame. And they really did need him, Brooklyn. But anyway, so they got they got clean swept four nil. Uh, who else went down? The Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, no, Grizzlies got up. Got up four yep. two yep. against 4-2. the Timberwolves. Correct. Yeah. So we're moving to the conference semifinals. We got the Celtics and the Bucks that game tomorrow. The Grizzlies and the Warriors. Then the Heat and the Sixers. And the Suns and the Mavericks. Keep those texts coming in. 0457 736 736. Hey, just on to the Rara for a moment. Yeah. This is a really good game. Good crowd, too. 10,000 at the eighth wonder Leichhardt. Mm. This is a, <laughs> a, a massive win. A massive win. Because That's a of, massive crowd as well it, for it, a super rugby game. It, without question. And we want to see the Tars return to their glory days. They went winless last year. So it's a rebuilding phase at the moment. 24 over the Crusaders, 21. That'll go down as one of the biggest wins, I think, in the context of the last few years yeah, absolutely. in Tales history. Yeah, great performance, 24-21. And I think that, um, you know, you've obviously got the, uh, what's the AC? The Brumbies playing reasonably well. The Reds are going Reds well. Reds are doing well. So, I mean, they're competitive, right? Last year was just absolutely disappointing. I didn't watch many games, nor did anyone. Um, but, you know, wins like this will certainly help bring it back to the uh, old glory days of 2014. So Celtic v Rangers tonight. Now, is that the Celtic, second leg? Uh, well, they've won. This is in the Scottish Cup, yes. The okay. Rangers got up in the first leg. But the main yeah. thing is the, is the Premiership, where they're sixth clear now. Yeah. They've beaten twice this season. Remember when they said, oh, here's this Poster Cogley bloke. Yeah. You know, it's a step up. They're so Eurocentric there, aren't they? Yeah. They're so old school. And I said, look, they won't know what hit them yeah. when Ange Ball arrives on those shores. And he's transformed them. They're mm. playing beautiful football, and now they love him. Did you see around, around Christmas time? They reworked the lyrics to Wham's Last Christmas. No way. And they worked but in Angus' name. Angus, Angus Last Christmas. Try again for the Melbourne Storm. Xavier oh, Coates, Coates, he's on a hot right. run at the moment. 10-0, yeah, yeah. kick to come. Eight minutes gone in the first half. I think I can see the white flag there. Missile, yeah. there it is. It's, uh, it's being waved. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, the eighth Immortals just come out on the field with a white flag now. Oh. Far out. This, this could be, I reckon, 50. Right. I'm so calling 50. So we're 32 minutes to go. So we're eight minutes into the game. The Knights haven't had a single play the ball. <laughs> wow. Is, he, is that right? He's a good stats That's man a, here, Pat. He's good. <laughs> he's good. He's, very, he's had a new town Jets jersey you've got on. Yep. 
<laughs> mate, the, the thanks mis- for elaborating. The, yeah, thanks, mate. The miss I thought it was a Canterbury one because you've, every time we've been in, you've never played any Canterbury highlights, so we thought we were just maybe... a closet Canterbury fan. <laughs> was a self-loathing Canterbury fan. Was it, <laughs> was it this weekend, Pat, or was it last weekend? The food and beer festival out at Newtown Anzac Day weekend. Anzac Day weekend. Did it run or because I thought didn't they? Post- yeah, week I before was talking about postponing it. Because week of before the it was yeah. off. Um, then they put it back to the Anzac Saturday. And I think they had the Chunky Burge, I know he's a Glebe Reds player, the Chunky Burge Pale Ale beer was Ooh, available. Oh, well, the, a little hack is that the you got the craft beer, mm. but around the other side of the Oval, they've still got the canteen where there's $6 VBs. Right. <laughs> so $6 VBs. You get the $10 craft or go around for oh, the $6 VBs. That's a no-brainer. Oh, Put a little boy. top on it, little lemonade top. It's the same thing, isn't it? VB with a little bit of lemonade on <laughs> top. You know, this guy put Passion Pop in the, the nice wine bottle. You know oh. what I mean? Sort of just tip <laughs> no, it in no. there. Well, no, I'll just drink Passion Pop straight from the uh, straight from the goon to, bag if you could. Oh, well, we used to go to the cross because there was a bottle shop there with a sell it to underage people. 16, we'd catch a train oh, that's the cross. Yeah. Just do, about, do you want to yeah. name the place? Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm not sure if they're still there. Last Christmas, I gave my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save him from tears, I'll give it to Poster Cogley. Because his Celtics fan played it beautifully. Next thing you know, he's got a million views. 0457 736 736. Back to the text line we go. And the best texter today. Who judges the text, by the way? You're going to get that wonderful signet package. You can, mate. Oh, can I? Yeah, this is you. You're in the control seat. Uh, Nathan, right, it's not Brooksy. Tough on Ricky boys, but deserves it. Surely some stick on Matt Lodge. That was bad. Yeah, we we kind of brushed over that one a bit. So Matt Lodge got hit uh, for... We call it high because he got the penalty, but it was a dubious one. That was to give the Warriors a penalty to level up the scores and take us into extra time. I spoke a couple of weeks ago on the show about diving or laying down oh, for I've penalties. Of it. It's getting pretty bad. Um, I reckon Cherry Evans gets the gold medal. He, oh, he he's loves the worst. Yeah. He's down. You almost think he's dislocated a hip, and then two seconds later he's laughing in the face. They should call the it position. the Dugan Awards. Josh yeah. was the master at that. Yeah, Every time he used to do oh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a bad look. I, I don't know how we get it out of the game, but we've got to get it out of the game. Well, if you go down, I think you should go off it, HIA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the if you've got That's a sore head or sore neck that you've had pressure and it's that serious and that spinal check or something like that, yeah. Go and, get, go and get an x-ray, come back in three days' time to play the next game. Hello, team. KW2 here. When does Ricky come under fire? Raiders have been sliding down the ladder since the grand final. Even with a clean-out, has Ricky's approach to man manager become outdated? It seems as if even Bellamy has added some variation to his super-intense approach in order to get the best out of players without causing player-coach rifts. I'd say Canberra would easily replace Stewart, but the lack of suitable candidates is holding them back. That is from 262 KW2. Yeah, we've got you back, KW2. We've put the Bunsen burner under him. Even if Paul Kent won't, we've highlighted it. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's got to start coming under pressure. But like we said, he's got friends in the media and he kind of flies under the radar a little bit sometimes, Ricky. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not, you, can, you can sit here and say with the coaches and say, look, you know, it, it's not all the coach, but when you have this consistent form slump, consistent poor performance, and then you start separating yourself from the team, I think it's, it's, that's, the, that's the start um, of the, the, the fat lady singing in Let, regards to losing. Yeah, 11 sure. minutes gone, McDonald Jones Stadium, Melbourne 10, Newcastle nil. They've already put two tries on the board. Uh, Jules, fun fact, you can actually see the Great Wall from space. It's an urban myth. Uh, that's like saying you can see a thread of cotton from a three-storey building. It's long, but not thick enough to see. Well, hang on. Is he? Is, is this bloke been to space? Has yeah. he? Well, show us your oh, photos. Well, Paul McCorry <laughs> Pearl is a smart man. He's a, he's a man. He's like Homer Simpson. We've got astronauts coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That episode of The Simpsons, Homer goes to space. 
And yeah. they got that Frank Grimes is really angry Grimes-y. with him. And he comes, <laughs> you have been to space. Where have you not been? <laughs> yes. It doesn't Thank end you, well Pearl. for Grimes, he does it. No, it doesn't. So you're absolutely right, Pearl. Uh, ben Simmons' ego, though, let's go the Dragons. Yes, indeed, let's go the Dragons. Now, hey, Missile, I'd like to get your opinion on clubs getting dispensation for adding local juniors to the squad for the entire season, given the impact of COVID on squads. I believe the Bulldogs' best centre combination could very well be Aaron Shop mm. and Jacob Kiraz. Uh, yet Kiraz mm. may not get another opportunity this year from an old Berry. Mm. Yeah, we saw Jacob Kiraz debut last week, Bulldogs local, uh, Bulldogs junior, and had a... Cracker of a game on debut. Absolute cracker. And then a lot of people were asking me during the week, what happened to Kiraz? Why didn't he get picked again this week? He, they got dispensation for uh, COVID uh, last week. They had a number of players go down. So Kiraz was outside their top 30, stepped into the squad, uh, and hasn't been allowed back in because he's outside that top 30. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one for a bloke like Kiraz, right? Like he goes back and plays reserve grade now for the rest of the year knowing he had this absolute cracker debut in first grade. So weird one. I'd like to see some dispensation, particularly for a case like that where it's a local junior. Keep those texts coming in 0457 736 736. Melbourne 10, Newcastle 2. We'll clear a break on the other side of that. We'll catch up with Cowboys superstar Scotty Drinkwater. And now Grant and straight away on Newcastle's goal on defence. I think I saw that last week. Someone is not doing their job. It is a fail on their own goal. A minute to the line. Still offloaded away to Coates. He's got a four-pointer. It'll be eight or nine minutes and Newcastle still still haven't had a tackle. They're already ten points down. Yeah, it's going to be a tough day at the office, judging by the score so far. 22 minutes remaining in the first stands up. Melbourne 10 lead Newcastle nil. 0457 736 736, the text line number. You are listening to Crunch Time on a Sunday afternoon, thanks to the Isuzu D-Max born to leave all our next guess. He had a day out in Darwin last night as the Cowboys, a drubbing of the Parramatta Eels. 35 points to four, 122 run metres, a try, two try assists, three line break assists. He is owning that number one jersey with the Cows. I speak of Scotty Drinkwater. He's on the line right now. G'day, Scotty. How you going, mate? Going well. I tell you what, there's something nice brewing in Townsville. You're sitting in the top four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, no, we're playing some pretty good footy at the moment, but, you know, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're definitely, um, you know, checking on the field and having some fun. Beautiful, mate. Steve O'Keefe here, mate. I was just, I, I do love Darwin. Did you get a chance to get out and sample a little bit of Mitchell Street and a few of the Irish pubs there after the win with a couple of cold ones or not? Nah, one allowed. Um, <laughs> I don't have more than three to the venue. So <laughs> oh, that's the. Doors, I, I was a bit disappointed, but um, it's what it is. Beautiful place, mate. That would have seemed a bit like a bit of a. I know it wasn't Eels' home crowd, but did you feel like that was a bit of a? Uh, or you would have had a lot of backing from North Queensland supporters. Well, I could certainly see him in the crowd anyway. Did you feel like you had a lot of support out there that night? Yeah, he's probably had more than the Eels already. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> There was a lot of Eels uh, jerseys getting around, but, yeah, a lot of Cowboys orders, a lot of cheers. Probably just going through it was winning, I reckon. <laughs> Scott, James Magnuson here, mate. Congrats on the win last night. Did did you spend more of the preseason training at 5'8 or fullback, or do you, do you have a preferred position moving forward for the rest of the year? Yeah, I didn't do any at fullback. I did all in the half. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
we had uh, so I hurt my shoulder, so I actually didn't train that much too and after Christmas. But um, look, if you ask me, probably before the start of, start of the season, I would have a preferred position, but um, now I'm just happy to be in the team. So um, yeah, no preferred position. I'm loving playing fullback at the moment, and um, I'm just loving. You know, getting some wins on the board, it's um, very enjoyable. But that's interesting, isn't it? Because he had the high-profile recruitment of Chad Townsend in the off-season and then Tommy Dearden, who joined you last year. I mean, uh, what was going through your mind? You thought, okay, Chad, Tom, I got myself. I mean, is it good to have that sort of competitive tension? Do you think that it sort of lifted the standard of the whole side? Yeah, definitely. Um, we brought in a couple, um, you know, good recruits and, um, you know, they're both you know, good footy players and, um, you know, Chaddy's bringing out the best in Tommy. You know, he's a good, strong runner, ball runner. He's a great defender. And um, each and every week, you know, you're going to get from him. He's doing his job well. So, um, yeah, it's good that we have some competition there. And um, it's good headaches for Tommy, uh, Toddy to have. I thought you guys looked best when they brought Hammer on at the end of the game at centre and, and had you and Hammer chiming in together. It, do you think he's happy to play centre and... and keep you at the back there? Because that, that's certainly, you know, if I, if I was Todd Payton, what, what I'd be looking at. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess everyone just wants to, you know, obviously be in the starting side. And at the moment, um, you know, it's looking like, you know, some one of us will miss out every week. But um, you know, I'm not sure what Toddy would do there. Obviously, Pet, um, he's a great defender. Um, he's, you know, he's got a lot of experience. And our right edge have been pretty strong defensively this year. And on the back of, um, you know, had Pet coming in the centres and um, being an you know, experienced centre. So I'm not sure what Potty would do there. Hammer was very dangerous when he came on. Um, very fast and electric. And, you know, uh, I'm not sure what Potty would do. But, um, you know, winning side, I don't think it'll change the winning formula. Oh, mate, you keep throwing cut-out balls like that to Felty out in front, mate. You'll have no dramas picking wherever you want to play. So, mate, I'm reading through your bio here. Um I'm a bit mixed. Law-abiding citizens, your favourite movie. I'll give, that, I'll give that a big tick. I watched that the other night for about the 15th time. Brilliant film. But the one that interests me is what is something you think is underrated? Tapping the brakes to slow down and perfectly timing the red light changing to green, thus avoiding ever having to come to a complete stop. <laughs> Can you run? What are you driving? A scooter? What are you driving? A Dado 120B? Is there something wrong with your car? <laughs> You run us through uh, that, I mate. Don't like, I don't like coming to a complete stop. But I don't <laughs> you were so suited to fullback. Mate, Scotty, timing is everything. That is OCD level stuff right there, mate. What do you drive, mate? Yeah, what, what, are uh, you, what, are you, what, what sort of wheels have you got? You've got a Ford Ranger. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful. So do you ever take it yeah, out no, off-road, like, mate? Or? Nah, I'm, uh, I'm a light old person. I like to keep it a bit clean. You've got a Ford Ranger. Comes back detailed. Now, uh, listen, uh, Toddy Payton, he, he always strikes me as a, a pretty softly spoken, calm man. Uh, how do you contrast Toddy Payton with, say, Bellier? Because we know he's, he's famous for those big sprays. I mean, how do you compare and contrast the two? Um, very different. Um, you know, Craig is very intense. Um, you know, he can raise his voice and um, you know, spray uh, if you need to be sprayed. Where Toddy... Um, He's a very calm, angry person. He won't raise his voice or anything, but <laughs> calm, angry he, gives you a, he, he gives you a... Oh, that's, um, that's worse. A scary, a scary <laughs> glare. Yeah, scary glare. He, he looks like leave. a superhero villain, doesn't he? Like with those eyes and the eyebrows. Did you think that? 
He's not very nice either. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, mate. <laughs> yeah, it, left, it left his head and worked its way down, Scotty. It left his head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I have to turn the TV off, mate, when you're on because the missus, is, uh, she blushes when you're on. I said, don't worry about this bloke. He's, he's only 16. He hasn't, he hasn't grown a beard yet. Have you ever got the Gillette out on that face or what? When are you going to grow a moustache or puberty in a couple of years? Oh, I, I, grow, I grow little crap. So, so what uh, you're telling yeah. us, what you're telling us, Scotty, is if you get involved in Movember, you've got to stop shaving about now. Yeah, no. I yeah, think pretty I'll much. Looking at the Cowboys' upcoming games, you've got the Knights next week, then the Tigers, and then a big game round eleven against your old club, the Storm. I mean, what, what's morale like in the place? I mean, a lot of people probably weren't really talking about your mob at the start of the year. In fact, had them down sort of 14, 15, 16th. Did that figure in the conversation at all, or do you just block out that white noise? I know, we don't really read into that too much. Um, we're confident in our own ability in our team and uh, what we've done during the pre-season. We knew that it was going to pass. Um, they have a lot of fun on the radar, so hopefully we just keep flying under and, um, you know, come up each and every focus on each week and, um, yeah, Newcastle next week, so that's on our next focus and worry about the game after that. I'm just thinking about that Todd Payton look. You know, it's the kind of look that your parents give you when you've, like, crashed the car oh, or something. It's worse they than getting the just... with a wooden spoon. Yeah, and they yeah. do all the belt, they just look at you. The passive-aggressive. Very, like, oh, very, very disappointed. They're certainly not disappointed in the way you're playing footy, Scotty. All the best. Clean that Ford Ranger for us. All right, don't be afraid to hit the brakes once in a while when you hit the red lights. <laughs> Although, in, you know, I've been to Townsville. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they call it a traffic jam, the lights change, and then it's all disappeared. Beard, you know, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and, and grow a beard too, mate, because I'm sick of looking at that boyish good looks. Uh, my missus is blushing, so. He's getting jealous. He's getting jealous. <laughs> Congratulations on the good win on last you, night and your performance, hey, you. Scotty in particular. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, mate. You too. See you later. There he is, Scotty Drinkwater. Good fella. That is a weird thing to do, though. Tap the brakes to slow down perfectly, timing the red light. Changing to green, thus avoiding ever having to come to a complete stop. I, I want to know how often that's worked, well, though. And what, what's your hit rate? It's amazing when you get these questionnaires as a sports people, and you probably would have had a missile, and they go through and go, I'll give us your eight. You Generally, you, you take the mickey out of it. Yeah. With So some of his answers in here, which is which is great, it's like, you know, what was your first job? Collecting balls at a driving range, your favourite TV cat? What could you live without? Chicken snitty. So everything is a one-word answer. Then he gets to this, what is something you think is underrated? So overrated, he's just said the news. <laughs> then what is what he overrated? And I reckon you could have given him a, a, about another three paragraphs on how he could stop the brakes <laughs> to avoid red He's written in his. Uh, I love the detail. Good. Well, we get that's to know good. a little bit about a man there. It's like he's written War and Peace. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Funny you should mention that. Oh, yeah. no. Well, no, I know how he's got the good footwork. If he's dodging golf balls, collecting them at a driving range, you ever seen that? Those blokes that are out there picking up golf balls. You used to aim at them. Yeah, they're a target. Yeah, the target. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In the machine. Move in the car with a big cage yeah, around yeah, it. And yeah, you're yeah. like, I can, yeah, this yeah. is moving, yeah, uh, shoot, shooting ducks. Yeah, anyway. That is good fun. Interesting, yet law-abiding citizen. I think we had uh, Dejan Arce also in- incidentally, off, incidentally off the Cowboys page. His favourite film was, was John Wick. I'm glad that I haven't read a rugby league player yet that's nominated Shawshank Redemption. You know, that's everyone's yeah, yeah. favourite. And they said, okay, so the stipulation now when you ask athletes, name your favourite film, 
but you're not allowed to say Shawshank Redemption. Redemption, yeah. yeah. Andy mm. Dufresne. Yeah. But and why not? It's a, it's a belter. Oh, just, no, overrated. You know, just everyone says Shawshank Redemption. Who's so who direct, who wrote the book, Shawshank Redemption? There's a Q&A for yes. you. Yes. Um, uh, oh, We've only got a three-hour show. It's called so. The Shawshank and Rita Hayworth Redemption, I think was the full name of the book. And uh, who wrote Stephen it? Stephen King. It was. Ding, 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 Stephen ding. There, there you go. go. Your first name and my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think a PH, Stephen, too. We both wrote it. Yes. <laughs> Somehow. It's a great film, though. It's a great film. Mm. 0457 736 736. Now, Reptile, thank you for mentioning this. So how do you sum up Parramatta's performance? It was absolute Amber Heard. Yeah, Rep, that was that was anyway. Well, we're going to see how Amber Heard bounces back next week as well. So maybe yes. they might bounce back with stay, Amber Heard. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Just under 11 minutes remaining in the first half. Melbourne 14 over Newcastle nil, and are about uh, about half an hour away from kickoff between the Tigers or the Dragons and the Tigers at Wynn Stadium, Wollongong. To hear the call live right here, NRL Nation on SEN 1170 Sydney, 16:20 in the Gold Coast, and via the SEN app with Jimmy Smith. Badges in the house as well. G'day, fellas. Ben Simmons needs to pull his head in. He's an Australian. I'm calling him a flamboyant American in regards to his attention-seeking get-up. Also, Frank Grimes is a legend in my eyes. The Mort, uh, you could be clubhouse leader for our text of the day, Mort. You, you make <laughs> you make a lot of sense. Uh, this one, Muzz. Midnight Express is the best movie ever made. Much better than Shawshank Redemption, Muzz. Just re- Midnight Express. I don't know. Does that ring any bells? Uh, uh, I, no. Can you elaborate on that, please, Mars? <laughs> <laughs> Is that got Johnny Depp in it? Midnight <laughs> Express. Oh no, that's about it's a drug running one, isn't it? I know Midnight Run. No, Midnight Express is where they get stuck in the... Anyway, leave it. Pineapple I don't Express where James Franco plays a stoner. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not that. No, that's, good, no. that's a good film. Yeah. Okay, Rooster well. Man. I thought Andrew Johns was helping the halves at the night. Stroof. He's not a miracle worker. Johnsy. Yeah. We've got another try, do we? Hang on, oh, yeah, 18. You know, the minute five missed tackles in this try. Have a look at this. Olam shrugs off one. Oh, he's a beast. Two. Two. Still going. Yep. Three, oh. four. <laughs> off the left, off the right. Beautiful finish. Uh, oh, the New Guinea uh, Adam uh, O'Brien. His, <laughs> his head just sinks, What was he? The beacon of positivity. The beacon of positivity. The beacon of, positivity. Oh, yeah, be the beacon of negativity at halftime. 18 points to nil. You think there's probably another one or two in them, the way who'd, they're going. Who'd yeah. want to be a coach, yeah. eh? Yeah, it's tough. Well, Paint the Harbour Bridge, isn't it? You know, yeah, you, you finished one, the, one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all over again. We said all the right things, though, but goodness, they're just in a different stratosphere. Yeah. The Melbourne Storm at the moment is having a whale of a game. Is Justin Olam. 0457 736 736. Yeah, Rooster Bear says, cracking kick from Clifford. It hit the crowd. He's talking about that. <laughs> you know, there's some days where just nothing goes right. Nothing goes right. And you suspect that's the case this afternoon for the Newcastle Knights as Ryan Pappenhausen lines up the conversion attempt. is about 10 in from that eastern touchline. We'll just stay with the kick. Moves in, strikes it. Straight between the posts, 20 points to nil. 0457 736 736. Now, this game on Thursday night, we haven't touched on this, the Bronx and the Sharks, and, and everybody says it was a, a state-of-origin audition for the two centres, the Bullocking Talakai and the electric Katoni Staggs. Uh, it, it's a game that didn't scale any great heights. The Sharks got the lead early through that Moylan try, but then you probably have to give the points to Staggs. I think it was up in Talakai's face all night, but by his own admission, by the coach's admission, he, he was off his game, Talakai. He yeah. was very flat. Slight points decision to Stags for mine, but neither of them had a huge impact on the game. I think the Sharks have been up now for, what, three, four weeks in a row. Had an absolute blockbuster against Melbourne not long ago. 
couple of big matches and they just looked flat. And I think Talakai was, he, he's like a an omen for the side when he's up and about, the whole side's up and about. Talakai looked flat, therefore the whole Shark side looked flat. But um, early leader for, for centre position for mine's got to be uh, Stephen Crichton. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? It's an easy choice. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, on the back of that performance, Stags was... Was very good, you know. Shut down, crammed in, and, and played in in nice and tight, which was impressive to see. But if, if you're going to the Origin team, you're going to have to go with that synergy. I think it's worked last year when you had Luai Cleary, and then you get Crichton playing on the outside. You just can't underestimate yeah. when you got those guys playing week in, week out together, along with Yo. So, um, yeah, th- th- there's your there's your four. Yeah. Well, I mean, Crichton Trebovich can play either side of the field yeah. if necessary. Mm. Talakai yeah. looks pure left. Tony Staggs is pure right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's that Penrith combination. Particularly bit, when, when you go and camp with little tactical preparation. That, that makes sense. Huge, yeah. huge sense. But one thing that frustrates me a little bit in the football community is that, you know, Talakai will have three or four, and then all of a sudden we start talking about how good he is. He should be, think, you know, playing origin. He's the next best thing to come out of there. He's been getting good ball from Hines all season. You know, that opportunity to run. He marks up against Harper, who's, you know, that was one of the biggest mismatches of all time. And... You know, he's on 300 grand a year Just there. Roadkill, isn't he, Morgan Harper? Yeah, he was on 300 grand. Everyone's saying he's playing like a six or 700 grand year play. What are they going to do next year? And then all of a sudden he has one bad, not one bad game, one game not up to his best. And then everyone's like, oh, no, we've, they've sorted him out and they've fi- figured him out. I mean, how fickle is the rugby league community jumping on these players, you know? Have a couple of good games. You can liken it to the Madge Maguire, yeah. you know, lose five games, win two in a row, and now all of a sudden you're coach of the year. It's just... You know, we can be quite fickle. Well, the reverse is true. Oh, Robbo's time's done. Cody Walker is rubbish. You got a sack. He said, man, he was third in the Dally M's. He had most tries last year. Now you want to dump him as though he just, you know, he lost his form overnight. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, we, so my local coffee shop, one of the co-owners is a mad Sharks fan. Mm. And so the other owner says, listen, stitch him up. Just tell him. We've been chatting to a few of the journos at work and there's a big story brewing about the Cronulla Sharks and a salary cap breach. Um, so I said to him, mate, mate, just quietly. Goes back to the, the Moylan Shaw Johnson contracts. There's a big thing brewing here. Could be stripped upon maybe 10, 12 points. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Said, Listen, I'll, I'll find out more for you. And he's poor bloke's been sweating on it. So then I find out yesterday, he's telling all his customers. He says, oh, listen, I, you know, I'm hearing that they're going to... Yeah. That explains why they lost, lost to the Broncos. So now he's got in his head that that's the reason they got shafted by Brisbane. We're now 4-4, by the way, because yeah. there's some kind of... Some kind of salary cap scandal brewing there at Shark Park. Buzz nice was one. listening to this today, and he's taken that as gospel now. Yeah, yeah. get one it, little sniff, yeah, and that's uh, that's going to be so, written in this week's shush. Yeah. In the, in yeah, the just yeah, make it up. Apparently, it's not the Saints first time. Shush. So yeah. let's just say, for the record, there's no salary cap scandal brewing at Cronulla. Uh, it's a stitch up it's done. for the local. Yeah, I tell you. Well, <laughs> I, might, you might rescind my coffee card though. I can tell you, he's having a, a, a bigger, worse weekend. Is is the great. Famous Boris Becker. Did you hear oh. about that? Mm. Uh, so he's looks like the fifty-four-year-old is beginning a jail sentence in Britain after being found guilty of hiding four point five million dollars worth of assets and loans to avoid paying debts. The article also goes on to read to talk about how he had a one-night stand 
with a lady, uh, and it cost him $27 Was that the broom closet one? Yeah, the, the one where you're like, uh, yeah, oh. wasn't me, the well, old shaggy. And then bring it Cuts in, in the corner, yeah, wasn't it. me. <laughs> I saw you, it was you, it was your car. <laughs> but the thing about it, no, no, it wasn't me, and they bring the kid out, and he is just a dead set <laughs> ringer. Yeah. I it think was, they said yeah. the same thing about Mal Meninga, had that child on one of the tours yeah. many years ago. Oh, I don't know, and they bring this kid out, and like, <laughs> he yeah. looked just like yeah. him. It's Talakai. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Bustling centers. Bustling centers. So poor Boom Boom. Yeah. So two and a half years in jail. Yeah. Guilty of four insolvency charges relating to his 2017 bankruptcy. Now, this is a guy who's made over $70 million. Now, there's a great ESPN 30 for 30, if you've ever seen it, mm. called Broke. And it goes through, and it basically says a lot of the NFL players that go through, 75% of them at the back end of their career, even if they've earned millions of dollars, end up broke and it's just a fascinating thing they talk about one of the offensive linesmen who got paid out with a knee injury and got a $260,000 payout which wasn't a lot but he went straight down to the the, uh, the motor the RMV and bought a bought a uh, Jeep which was worth 350 grand he put the 260 down it didn't have enough to cover the night. Oh, so a yeah. month later, he had to sell it back. How much? Uh, <laughs> advising these people. Oh, that's yeah. it. And that's what it's about. It's about these people advising. And they're saying with same thing with uh, old Boris Becker as he had poor financial advisors. Johnny Depp, they reckon, is blowing six fifty million. So, well, uh, remember Boris Becker was coaching Novak Djokovic. Yeah. How much coin do you reckon you get for that job, or is it a percentage? I think of you get winnings? a percentage of wins. Yeah. So what's so that'd be a decent 10, gig. Ten percent. Well, that's what they said about Steve Williams, Tiger Woods's caddy. He was the highest earning New Zealand sports sportsman. Yeah. 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 Just off his cut of Tiger's caddy. Another yeah, try for the Melbourne Store. Like Xavier Coates <laughs> in for his second. This is just Groundhog Day, afternoon. isn't it? <laughs> Three twenty remaining in the first half. Twenty four nil. Kick to come. Yep. Simple through the hands out the back. Pappenhausen. What sports and do they have mercy rules in? What's what is it when you're up ten nil? They just call it off. They do it in a lot of kids sports. Yeah. Apparently, well, yes. then you switch positions in teams and. Like in cricket, you'd switch batting orders, things like that. You know, yeah. your team was getting thrashed. Yeah. <laughs> a mercy rule. Well, I mean, it would just yeah. be nice if you go in a game like this and go, righto, Munster, coach, now you're playing for the Knights uh, in the second half. Yeah. See if you can level it up. <laughs> Got to swap jerseys. <laughs> do, do you ever do that in cricket, right? So, yeah, one player. That would spice the game up. Right, we've got one player that we can switch <laughs> and the losing team gets to nominate. What about in kids' cricket? You come, you're a few players short, or the opposition team's a few players short, so you've got to feel for them. Right. And a catch comes your way. Have you ever taken that catch? Yeah, we've, yeah. we've had that a few times. We actually had it this year in the Big Bash because of COVID. There's a pool of players that had to sit there in sort of in camp with you because we couldn't go from anywhere else. So there was a guy that we had played in our final who played for three teams that season. Really? Yeah, so Justin Avadano played for the Stars. Uh, I think maybe potentially the Renegades and played for us in the final. So we had a guy... That's wild, well, isn't it? Well, well, it just kind of really tore at the fabric. They just wanted the games Weird. to go out yeah. to make yeah. the money, so we've yeah. got a product for you. And yeah. I mean, it sort of goes on in rugby league where blokes are, you know, look. The Bulldogs were looking for lone players. They got Ryan James and I think Corey Horsburgh last yeah, year. Yeah, the, the back end of last Genoa, year. Brown yeah. And how does that work? Games. So online, so they pay him a match contract or something, and say, right, come and play. I, I just don't understand. I find that really hard. Mm. So you buy in all season with this preseason talk. We are the storm, and this is what we stand for. And then, oh, hang on, man, I'm just going to go play a couple of games with the Sharks. Yeah, but if you're the lone team, I suppose in a sense you're happy that they're getting. Mm. Top-level top experience, yeah, exactly. They do it in the Premier League as oh, well. Oh, exactly right. Exactly mm. right. A good golfer. Oh, Georgie Rose is at the – what's he – oh, he's promoting he's the next fight. Side. Yeah. He's a good golfer, Justin Evandale. They could probably send Garside on in the halves for Newcastle, I reckon. He'd, he'd do a job. Jesus, Georgie. Look at him. 
Georgie's, looking fit, Georgie. That's about as fit as he looked in his playing days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people that they were unkind of George, weren't they, in those tight jerseys? And the, remember the, when he was playing for Manly, he had that horrible ankle injury. Do you yeah, remember that? I do. It, it was yeah. pointing out to oh. right angles. Yeah. Anyway, tough man, tough he, man. He's a tough man. Now we're going to have to collate these text messages, find a winner shortly in the program because NRL Nation kicks off in about fifteen minutes' time with the Dragons at home to the West Tigers. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You're on Crunch Time. What are, you gonna do? what are they going to do with they're the two points? They are for, not. They're going for God. <laughs> and the home to fans, are, they're on their feet, that, the home fans. Well, it's, the end the, it's to end the scoring streak of the storm. Poor old Newcastle last week <laughs> kicked the penalty goal against Parramatta and never scored again. Now they're going to go for goal on half-time at 26-0 down. Well, I don't know. In all seriousness, <laughs> should they kick for touch? Should they just have a roll? Or... Throw up the bomb and hope? Yeah, like something. 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 So here they go. The two points, I don't think they'll help at all this afternoon with not, what we've seen. Not one of the biggest moments in the club's history, this one, I wouldn't think, as Clifford, from in front, 43 metres out. Yep, the kick. Yep, yep. <laughs> On his first kickoff of the day, he can get the distance. He can get the distance. Okay, sorry. Jake. He's got it in flight. He's got it in flight. Yes! Yes! <laughs> the home are going to go. Off they go. The flames are going off. They're up. They're up. They've got a goal. <laughs> oh, you've got to keep your sense of humour, folks. Five tries to Melbourne uh, first half. Yes. Huge. Rather excited there, Vossi. That audio, <laughs> thanks to Fox Sports, thanks to Kaya. Going for a goal, not gold. Because if they're going for gold, they'd have a crack at a try. Three hours of footy and no tries. I'm not sure about the thinking. Yeah. I hope Vossi shows up for breakfast tomorrow, by the way. Because last week he took the train to Newcastle and he was crook for two days. Right. So, so it was, wasn't here. I don't know if he was licking the poles or... <laughs> God knows. I told him not to. Licking the poles. <laughs> <laughs> On the train. <laughs> Same reason dogs lick it, but just because they can, Stephen. <laughs> just because they can. Afternoon, gents. I got on the Cowboys uh, 11 halftime versus the Raiders and the Warriors uh, 7 Halftime yesterday, leave Sticky alone. He's doing a great job. Kaching, good on you, Mars. Well, oh, nice well, well, speaking of betting, I mean, I wonder mm. how many people would have had night scoreless first half and they go, oh, you've yeah. got to be heaps, me. heaps. I reckon. Or you get a you get a line of like twenty four and a half for that first half, and then they kick the two. two yeah, yeah the, that's the, the worst when you're gambling <laughs> in a game and something like that happens. Or the night's first points might have been two points, and half the team were on it. Go, no, no, don't yeah. get the two. <laughs> two, two. <laughs> NRL Nation coming up after three o'clock Eastern Standard. Time at Wynn Stadium, Wollongong, 405 is the kickoff. The Dragons and the West Tigers, uh, both teams won their last two games. You'll hear that call with Jimmy Smith, Gary Belcher, and Anthony Seabold. Now, this is, uh, I think, my Dragons are good home, gentlemen. Jack Bird was named on Tuesday despite the fact that he fractured his arm in that Anzac Day clash. So there's talk that Junior Moan will start at 5'8", and Jaden Sullivan will come onto the bench. Great, yeah. So Tigers, St. George. Now, who do you think has got the best form coming into it? Whatever team wins this will go to three wins three in a row. Trot, but you'd yeah. have to think, given the Tigers have knocked off <laughs> Para, knocked off Souths, mm. do you think that form yeah. resonates a little bit more than the Dragons who have knocked off the Roosters? And, and, and Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Roosters got done, didn't mm. they? But mm. then again, I suppose Parramatta got done as well. I mean, it's a, I, I it's a tough know. call. I but, I mean, it's a good game, right? Because both, both teams are flying high, so... Yeah, oh, look, I think, I think home ground advantage will favour the Dragons. That, that's the thing that'll get them over the line. Yeah, I'm on the, the Dragons. Yep. So we're gearing up for that thanks to Dometic, the Dometic petrol and icebox with a sense of adventure. An icebox with a sense of adventure. You have a little in the back of your car, like a little plug-in esky in the 
Nah, no. I've still You're not talking a, about them. 1994 yeah. Ford Laser, mate. They're not paying me enough in here. Hey, that was my first it? car at Ford Laser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I still got it, yeah. Not many of those. <laughs> Not many of those on it's the road. It's vintage now. It is Probably vintage. appreciating in value. Yeah. yeah, I did the Ford Laser. I had a Barina. Holden Barina. Holden the Beep Beep Barina. Jeez, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah. but manual cars too. Yeah, old same. School. Yeah, yeah. Old yeah. school. Uh, incidentally, for the Dragons too, Tyrell Fumiono uh, makes his return from suspension. Uh, big out too for the Tigers with... Dane Laurie not playing. Stafford Toa will deputise at fullback. Now, Paddy, tell us about this. Ooh. Tell us about this. Is this the theme to Midnight Express, which apparently is a superior movie to the Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, I only know it because of the soundtrack. Surprise, surprise. The guy in the Newtown jerseys into 70s soundtracks. Right. But it's an early it's an early one from Giorgio Moroder. Ah. Yeah, this did, is one um, of his first yeah, ones. Didn't he do uh, Together in Electric Dreams? He couldn't, he couldn't miss. He couldn't miss in the 80s. He couldn't miss couldn't in the miss. 80s. He couldn't miss. He couldn't yeah, miss. just like Parramatta. <laughs> Been a long time between the drinks for the Eels. Uh, thank you to all our guests on the program today. To Dejan Arce from the Warriors. To Scotty Drinkwater from the North Queensland Cowboys. Thank you, Sock. Bit of s- synthesised drum beats here. This is good. Let's let this roll for a little bit. How long? Yeah, we got good. five minutes. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kingy. Beautiful son. And James Magnusson. The missile. Look wonderful, at him. Wonderful, wonderful stuff, missile. Mm. What happened there, there, Patty? Yeah, keep... There we go. <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.